0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast
2: Network. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And by the demand of absolutely nobody, it is The Girl They Both Loved. Oh,
0: God. I mean, you know, the title sounds promising and yet it's got absolutely no bearing on anything that happens pretty much in this story. Like, it's very misleading uh, because the only way it makes sense is for it to refer to something that really doesn't matter and it's like a throwaway line and i don't get it i don't know what's going on here it's a bait
2: and switch and it's the switch is to a really shit book (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) even i mean we're going to get started with taglines and blurbs but even the taglines and blurbs are misleading very misleading yes cover but we must do it so the open, uh, the, the cover tagline is April's caught between two boys. Ooh. Again, that implies she is the girl they both loved. Yes, which she isn't. She's not, <laughs> emphatically not. <laughs> can you share the back cover tagline, please? Well, I can. And again, misleadingly, it's hmm.
0: deadly rivals.
2: Oh, my God. Well, I wish there had been some fatalities in this book. Put us <laughs> all out of our misery. <laughs> And here is the full blurb. April Dawson adores her boyfriend, Michael Harris. I mean, does she? And if she does, why? I mean, that's the ultimate question. But (laughs) even from the start, I wouldn't describe her attitude towards him as adoring.
0: Mm, Very true.
2: She sees a lot of his flaws. Yeah. And rightly so. (laughs) Anyway, continuing. They both love dirt bike racing and spend most of their free time working on their bikes and preparing for races. Well, Michael does anyway. (laughs) Lately, though, Michael has become obsessed with winning every race he enters. He desperately wants to beat his former best friend and racing partner, Artie Western. (sighs) I mean, desperate is um, one way of putting it. (laughs) Obsessed is, I mean... He's obsessed with beating Artie in mm. uh, I know they say he's obsessed with winning every race he enters but his attitude to Artie is unwell It's unhinged yeah he's, he's not a well man No on many levels <laughs> April knows that something terrible in the past tore Artie and Michael apart She's got to find out what happened and bring the two boys together again before this feud leaves to tragedy even if the cost is her relationship with Michael I mean, that will be no great loss. Oh,
0: fucking hell, truly. Like, she's fed up from the very start. So, like, why is she even in this relationship?
2: Why, indeed. <laughs> oh, well, we are going to describe the cover now, but our description of the cover will be tinged with a little bit of sadness this week.
0: Oh yeah, so true. Um, Yeah, those of you who maybe wouldn't be keeping an eye on Instagram that much. uh, Yeah, our beloved Sweet Valley High cover artist James Matthews passed away a few weeks ago.
2: He did and he was 83 and still working on portraits Mm. to the end and his daughter wrote a really lovely tribute um, to him on, um, on his website and uh, he really had a fascinating career. It's so interesting. So uh, we are, we were very sorry to hear of his death. And this episode is dedicated to James for oh. all the joy he has brought us. And he brought us some joy with this cover, I can tell you. Can you describe it, please, Karen? I can indeed.
0: And again, like this is another one of these books where literally the cover is the best thing about it. Oh um, my God. Like Why this so is it. Yeah, Like, yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, to be honest, even the, even like probably our least favorite Sweet Valley cover is still better than most other book covers. You true, know, there's <laughs> no denying how insanely talented uh, an artist James was. Um, and you know, this is is again a great cover. Mediocre book, but a great cover. Hmm. So thank God for covers. <laughs> so yeah, and again, once you've got more than two people, I feel like you're kind of always in for a pretty good time on these. Oh yes, too. And, and three. I mean, what more could you possibly want? Um, even though we probably don't really care about these characters, it, you know, it's still a fun cover. So we've got April in the middle, caught between two bullies, allegedly. Oh. It's not the girl they both loved oh god yeah so she's flanked on either side by I guess Michael and Artie but like I have no idea which one is meant to be which to be honest with you neither um, do I neither because neither of them
2: look like Michael the no, last time he was on a cover this is the thing
0: we've seen Michael on a cover and he looked like kind of a dopey brunette Channing Tatum
2: Yes, he did. From
0: our, we learned this in our World Cup of Boyfriends. Oh, we did. (laughs) (laughs) ages ago. And he did surprisingly well in that, actually. I mean, (laughs) I was shocked. It's clear that we didn't get to this book at that stage because this guy (laughs) fucking sucks. Um, But yeah, again, so like we have never seen either of these guys before. Um, One of them is allegedly Michael. I guess he's the guy in the leather jacket because, yes, there's a leather jacket involved. Uh, Probably looks most like that guy. So maybe that's meant to be Michael. I don't know. And he does Um, have
2: his hand in a sort of proprietorial fashion on April's shoulder. Very true.
0: Yes. So his hand is on April's shoulder. Uh, He's kind of, his face is kind of tilted down. So he's looking at her. Uh, He's got on like a nice kind of turquoise t-shirt, perfect leather jacket over that and jeans. Everyone's in jeans. There's a lot of denim on this cover. Which I Um, wouldn't have
2: thought was, you know ideal for dirt bike racing.
0: Wear. I wouldn't have thought so either, but you know, there you go. Uh, April also in jeans, lovely, high-waisted 1991 mom jeans, I guess they are now. Very much
2: <laughs> so, and the oversized t-shirt. Mm,
0: yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's what you'd wear now, pretty much really. It's yeah. like something from Urban Outfitters. if we're She's are
2: And she looks extremely like one of my favourite musicians, Courtney Barnett. Um, okay. So uh, we can put a photo of her and Courtney on the Instagram oh. because the resemblance is frankly uncanny
0: interesting yeah she's um, very cute like um she is and she's holding, yeah. holding uh, her biking helmet which is a lovely neon pink
2: Ooh, um
0: looks as great as it is in the book it, yes exactly we love that when actually details are matching up so that is very satisfying is. um and then on the other side of her is i guess Artie. um he's rocking the double denim denim jacket (laughs) denim jeans it's a look uh he's wearing a yellow t-shirt he's kind of like a nondescript guy he looks vaguely kind of preppy though which doesn't really seem to fit the whole dirt biker vibe
2: Mm, true yeah he's very clean cut around the head isn't he very
0: clean cut head very preppy head on him uh very like (laughs) sharp kind of parting in his hair yeah Uh, yeah and he's kind of quizzically looking at uh Michael, I guess, or whoever the guy is on the other side anyway. Um, yeah, we're kind of just assuming this is Artie. So uh yeah, again, I'd still I'm still not 100 percent sure which is which, and, um, um but look it is a very fun cover. It and is. April is extremely cute. She it's looks adorable. she looks a little bit frightened, I feel like that no, she's kind she of, right. uh, help me turn the camera. <laughs> and who could blame her, to be perfectly honest? No one.
2: <laughs> oh, she does have a great fringe though. Great French. Love a good French. Yes. <laughs> well, we begin with April and Artie driving to Sweet Valley and we get an example of their alleged chemistry and, you know, fun banter. No. Oh, it's Michael. Sorry, rather than Arty. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. my God. See, I'm so confused with them, even with that cover.
0: Who even knows who even cares, to be totally honest.
2: Not me, clearly. <laughs> yeah.
0: insert random guy here I don't know
2: (laughs) yes it's Michael is driving April to school and we're told that he does so every day and every time they pass the civic centre he goes almost there and April says not already and this is uh, their their running joke Yeah, it's kind of like a bit that they do every day. Sounds very tedious, to be honest with you.
3: Very Um,
0: tedious. But they get a kick out of it, apparently. And yeah, there's a whole bit then where like, this is the point where April starts kind of fixing her makeup or putting on her lipstick. Um, And uh, yeah, then we get a very... Subtle introduction to her being into dirt bikes because Michael's like, Who would believe that one of the best dirt bikers in Sweet Valley wears lipstick? Mm. (laughs) Imagine a girl riding a dirt (laughs) bike.
2: Oh, 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 it's crazy. (laughs) Well, we are told how gorgeous April is Mm. with her thick dark hair and big brown eyes. And she says she has to wear lipstick to make up for the fact that she has no fingernails left and her hair is squashed by a helmet most of the time. (laughs) So uh, Michael says uh, she's still hot and she says she hopes that this means uh, he will come with her to the pictures the next night.
0: Yes. The uh, again, you know, Sweet Valley High's cinema scene continues to amaze. Oh, my (laughs) Um, God. I'm jealous. I know they have such good seasons in this plaza theatre. So they're doing uh, they're showing a series of films by Hitchcock. So she's hoping that uh, that Michael will come with her to uh, the cinema on Friday night. Which um, is just the following night, yeah.
2: Yes. And um, of course, Michael has forgotten all about this, even though it's something she has clearly mentioned several times before. Mm. And then he's like, oh, but it's Friday. Oh, we've got to race the next day. And um, he's not budging on it. And April thinks this is, you know, why the claim on the blurb that she mm. adores um, is undermined by the fact that she clearly has a lot of issues with them from the very beginning, <laughs> She thinks that, like, she's the one in their relationship who makes all the compromises. They always, like, he always wants to work on the bike and they do that together. But if she mm. wants to do anything not bike-related, she does it alone or not at all. Oh,
0: like, straight away, this is just like, well, this is a not a good relationship, April. Like, no. Bail the fuck out.
2: Well, she usually gives in uh, to his whims, but not today. And mm. she pushes it a bit, but Michael won't back down and... Uh, he says he needs to sleep, but she somehow was just like, "Oh, Michael on his bikes," oh, and we God. get a recap of their racing bond.
0: Yeah, uh, and again, like this whole thing about Michael being mad into dirt bikes is completely out of nowhere uh, oh my god
2: <laughs> last time we met him he was like being really obnoxious about their flower baby or egg baby or whatever they were doing in that <laughs> yes. stupid pretend to be married
0: class that's right because like him and maria centelli were like engaged ridiculously at the age of 16 oh um and he was a massive fucking sexist like the only oh my god, characteristic yes. that we had for michael was that he wanted his girlfriend to be a housewife and not to work like that was Pretty much yep. all we took away from that. <laughs> so it's like, yes. oh yeah, Michael Harris, absolute dickhead.
2: Exactly. And uh, not a dirt bike to be seen back then. Not, though, a, now. One, not a sniff of a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he and April met on the dirt bike scene. Uh, and now they enter relay races together and uh, they're they're like a hot duo on the, Sweet Valley, <laughs> the thriving Sweet Valley dirt bike. There's so many dirt- thriving dirt- communities
0: <laughs> in Sweet Valley. That town is bursting. <laughs> It's a secretly thriving community. So it's <laughs> uh,
2: Well, we are told that while he is just obsessed with bikes and nothing but bikes, April does have a lot of other interests. Mm. And uh, again, she she tries to get him to like understand that it actually means something to her, that they do something together. But he literally just ignores her. Like he talks over her. He just keeps talking about how they need an early start. And... When April says, look, this this isn't a major race, like this is just a warm up for some yeah. other races coming. Michael says, it's major as far as I'm concerned. Artie Western's going to be riding. <laughs> 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 and then we get told about Michael's frankly unhinged obsession with Artie Western.
0: Oh God, it's so stupid. Also, artie western—less of a name, more of a movie genre. I would. Have thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh yes, an artie western, lovely. I've <laughs> seen some of them. <laughs> surely, <laughs> scored by Marconi. Surely, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pity this book wasn't a fucking artie western instead. Oh, of this I
2: bullshit. fucking wish. <laughs> Well, apparently every other sentence out of Michael's mouth is Artie Western. What a prize he is. Like, that's literally only talks about is how much he hates Artie Western. Like, how the fuck did April want to go out with him?
0: I really don't. I don't get this relationship at all, because usually at this stage, this early, like we're literally on like page four.
2: <laughs> like
0: this early into a book, they'll kind of establish, oh, this couple are cute and they're getting along. But then it's like something happens or the guy starts getting yeah. obsessed with something or, you know, things take a turn, but this is just shite from the get-go, like.
2: Really, really is, and and clearly always has been, because yeah. partly this obsession with Artie Western has been extremely consistent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, he just keeps going on about, uh, you know, Artie Western isn't half as good as a writer as I am. Artie Western, I'll show him! <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking age is he? Like, what? He's going to be 16, not six. I
3: know.
2: And um, he's like, I have to beat him. And April says something about, you know, it's all about the love of the game, not winning. And Michael says, he rides to win, not to have a good time. Oh, fuck's and then he says he'd rather give up it up forever than admit that Artie Western's better than I am. He's deranged. He's the most
0: joyless fucker. Like, oh just my
2: God. I do yes.
0: not understand this at all.
2: And April, um, all she knows about Michael and Artie is that they were best friends until about a year before and they'd been considered a team to beat as they rode together at all these events. Hmm. But she has no idea why they're no longer friends and why Michael has uh, such a chip on his shoulder when it comes to Artie uh, because he refuses to tell her.
0: That's the thing like he obviously he's clearly fucking obsessed with Artie like but still for whatever reason just will not tell April why so she just has to listen to him constantly talking about Artie and she's she's completely in the dark as to what the fuck happened so like that must be so annoying to listen to. Oh
2: my god yes and she tries to get him to tell her again and he refuses and just stomps off. Yeah. Dump him, as my notes say, in all caps. Oh my
0: God, like, oh, a hundred and thousand and million percent dump him. I hate him. And
2: listeners, he stays terrible. In fact, Mm. it gets worse as the book goes on. There is no redemption. Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, at lunch, April understandably needs a break from his bullshit. And she sees her apparent new best friends. (laughs) This is so (laughs) contrived, especially as we literally got introduced to April and Archie in the last like two pages of the last book.
0: (laughs) I I think like maybe they'd each been like very vaguely referenced at some point, like maybe 20 books ago or something, but like nothing nearly enough to warrant, you know, a good enough setup for this book at all.
2: (laughs) Well, apparently, um, she, when she spots Jessica, Maria, Amy and Lila at the cafeteria, um, She thinks that although she was not really in their their group, they had been very friendly to her lately. Lila and Jessica had even asked her to go shopping with them the week before. Where did this come from? Why didn't they even put it in the last book?
0: Also, like if Lila and Jessica asked you to go shopping with them, I just assumed they were like up to something or they were like trying to trick you somehow. I would not trust those bitches as far as I could throw them. Oh,
2: God, no. (laughs) Well... Uh, she joins them and uh, Maria smiles at her as she sits down. Maria's probably feeling sorry for her because she knows what Michael's like. <laughs> the
0: misery of being Michael's
2: girlfriend. Well, Jessica is on a bit of a rant herself.
0: Oh, well, once again, she has had it with Sweet Valley and how dull <laughs> it is, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, she's uh, complaining about how the weather is awful. Uh, apparently it rained the day before, so I guess <gasps> poor Kara stayed at home anyway. Oh, yeah.
2: But she's not at the table, so... Maybe.
0: <laughs> Maybe she's still at home recovering. Um, so, yeah, Jessica's just uh, given out, saying she needs to be somewhere interesting, somewhere sophisticated and exciting, somewhere where mm-hmm. things happen. Because famously, it's not like 80 books worth of things have happened in Sweet Valley up to this point. There we go.
2: It's not as if we literally didn't just discuss a book where she was being menaced by OTGs. <laughs> Indeed. What a time. <laughs> oh, well, wish we were back there now. If only. Uh, well, they do remind her about her obs- recent obsession with Jackson, the imaginary boy. And <laughs> April says she'll never understand boys. And uh, Maria gives her a sympathetic smile. <laughs> she does. Yes, Maria's like, there are times when you think we came from different planets. <laughs> Yes, and April looks at Maria in surprise. Maria was dating Winston Egbert now, but she had been once engaged to Michael Harris. Which of them is Maria talking about? I mean, it's pretty obviously Michael because Winston is nice and Michael is appalling. And (laughs) it was pretty high profile when they split up. Well, this is
0: true. Yeah, like Winston, everybody likes Winston. He's actually fun to be around. So clearly it's Michael. (laughs) Oh
2: God, there's notes. April, just save yourself now. Michael, (laughs) Maria should be doing an intervention. She really should, yeah. Well, April tells Jessica that if she really is bored and is looking for a change of scene, she should come to a dirt bike rally. Um, (laughs) Inexplicably, (laughs) Jessica says yes. Yeah, she does seem a little bit uh, doubtful at first,
0: um, but then she kind of reckons that, you know, there'll probably be cute boys there. So she's Mm -hmm. like, well, it would be a change. All right. So I'll give it a go. Yeah.
2: So she decides she's going to turn up the weekend. Hmm. And uh, at the end of the school day, April reminisces, reminisces, reminisces about how she and Michael met at a rally. Because apparently, April got into racing because of her older brother when she was in middle school. So I guess she's been doing it for quite a while. Okay, we're, yeah. we're told that when she met, he was intelligent, good-looking, and fun to be with. Now there is absolutely no evidence of the latter at all throughout this book.
0: Oh my God! Show don't tell, lads. Where where is this person?
2: Oh, he's. I mean, keep telling us. That she's uh, <laughs> in any way likable because there is literally no evidence of it whatsoever. No. Well, she bumps into Maria and Liz, and we finally get a twin comparison, but it's it's fleeting. As uh, Maria asks if April and Michael are okay, clearly you know remembering her own time with them. <laughs> and Liz says, "You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. It's just that sometimes it helps to talk." Like you <laughs> know, she's just champing at the bit there. Just- oh. Rare to go. <laughs> she probably just jumped out of a
0: locker as soon as she saw like <laughs> people coming together. It's like someone doesn't look happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, April isn't isn't sure whether you know she should really be talking t- about her and Michael's private affairs with other people, but she thinks that Todd is friends with Michael. Since when is he fucking mm. friends with them? No, that's just a lie. <laughs>
0: This is the thing, I suppose they keep kind of keep telling us that, like, oh, Todd and Liz and Jess, they're all so popular. So that just kind of is like a cover all for yes, of course they know this person. They're popular, aren't they?
2: <laughs> Are they friends with them? Mm, yeah. Um, well, she she mentions about, you know, oh, I know, you know, you Maria used to go out with him. And uh amu- Maria is kind of amused as she reminds April that she and Michael were engaged. And we do get a recap, which does not include the information about how controlling and patriarchal and dickish michael was
0: mm. yeah that's the thing they really kind of like hone in on the the whole thing with Marie and michael was that their parents didn't like each other yes and that's kind feud. of the angle that they go with uh, on here that like yeah they were told not to see each other so of course they became secretly engaged and it's like and as you say they completely leave out the reason they broke up which is the fact that michael was a controlling dickhead
2: yes which was pretty explicit in the mm. book like it was kind yeah. of the point but um Uh, Maria then quickly adds Not that he's not a wonderful guy Because he is like complicated maybe But really nice Where? Where are the receipts? (laughs) I don't see them There is no evidence of this Oh so complicated is doing a lot of lifting in that sense Oh hell yeah (laughs) Well this is even more unconvincing Because April asks about what the deal is with Artie And Maria unconvincingly doesn't know him
0: that's yeah this is bullshit Uh, oh my god like this is the thing yeah because she kind of says that she yeah doesn't really know him like said hello to him once or twice she's like she's like oh yeah our relationship was supposed to be so hush-hush that Michael didn't really introduce me to his friends like what? your friends threw a party for you when you got engaged what are you talking about
2: (laughs) that's literally what my notes say (laughs) (laughs) this is retconning (laughs) my notes also say the entire fucking school knew about you (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing And Artie like Allegedly
0: goes to Sweet Valley High Yes uh,
2: and of my notes say Artie is in the same school As them Question mark Exclamation mark Exclamation mark Exclamation mark None of this makes sense How does April <laughs> Not even know him If everybody else In her class does
0: That's the thing Because like, presumably They're all in the one year And like I know It's a yes. like, big school Or whatever But like Jesus You'd
2: still Like he's not a stranger you know? Yes <laughs> Like they could have Made him go to Bridgewater or something that would have made perfect sense, yes, or palisades or whatever, anywhere. Big Mesa, They're just throw yeah. in a school. <laughs> well, she just says from everything I hear, Archie's a great guy, and Liz says that as well. Yeah, she yeah, knows every- him too. <laughs> Perfectly. <laughs> Every,
0: everyone apparently is crazy about RT. He's such a nice guy. Still we had nice. this again recently. Who was this that we had with Uh, recently? Was it Bill? Was it that terrible boyfriend guy oh, there was who was somebody, apparently popular? Yeah, heard of. Uh, what, the,
2: what was it, Scott? There were a few people who were being mentioned and everybody was like, oh. Everyone
0: had an opinion about how great they were. And it's like, since fucking when? Who is this person? (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, look, apparently Artie's a fucking fixture at Sweet Valley (laughs) High and everyone thinks he's great except Michael. (laughs) And April, who was the only person who
2: doesn't know him well. (laughs) Like, they could have even said, oh, April just moved to town this year. But no. (sighs) Well, later, Todd drops Liz off at the Casa Del Wakefield and they banter about her allegedly famous chocolate chip cookies and her, her speciality. And when he calls into the house, uh, Liz realises the sink is all blocked up and a little stinky and uh, who should step in to fix it but handyman Wilkins!
0: Aha, yes. Uh, apparently he's <laughs> he's down on the ground trying to sort out uh, the sink problem with the help of Prince Albert who insisted on licking his ear through most of the apparition. <laughs> Hooray for Prince Albert. We love to see him turn we up. We do. <laughs> well,
2: apparently, very unconvincingly here, What the trade the has been blocked by one of Jessica's barrettes. Oh, get out of here. She has never worn
0: a barrette in her life.
2: Absolutely never.
0: No, Absolutely. Is... no we're, we're not having that. We're simply not.
2: There's a very famous barrette wearer We're standing right <laughs> next to you, Todd. <laughs> she wears them every cover, doesn't she? <laughs> Literally her trademark. Oh,
0: my God. I mean, at least they could have said one of Liz's berets yes. that Jessica had borrowed that she never yes. saw again. You know, come on. Don't pretend like Jessica wears berets. Oh. We know the truth. We're beret um, truthers here.
2: <laughs> I didn't realise this book would make us so angry, but really. <laughs> and there were such stupid details as well. We're all up. That's the
0: thing. The plot was so boring that we just got riled up about stupid shit. <laughs>
2: Well, Todd jokes about Liz being lost without him there with his amazing plumbing skills. And she says, well, if you weren't there, I'd have called a plumber. And he's hmm. like, well, then you'd have wasted money. You know, you should just be able to, you know, unlock a U-Bend. And when he points out that she doesn't know how to unlock a U-Bend, she somehow thinks... It- fairness to Todd I can't believe he's saying this he isn't yeah. actually making a gendered remark this is the thing
0: and again hate to defend Todd but <laughs> like Always. he wasn't he actually wasn't being sexist here at all um but she's just taking it that way and yeah has made it into now like a, a girls versus boys thing
2: yes so um yeah there's they have a tedious back and forth about you know how she doesn't know how to change a tire blah, blah 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 and so Liz suggests a competition yeah, so they're
0: each going to give the other a list of three things that they do well. Um, yes. So whoever completes their list successfully is the winner. Um, so the prize then is going to be a special date paid for by the loser. And they decide, oh yeah, Liz is like, is thinking about how much she would like to go back to the Castillo San Angelo oh.
2: <laughs> for the dinner. <laughs> Was that the kidnap date?
0: Yes, the abduction date. Delightful. So romantic.
2: Oh, wow. All their dates there are triggered by really weird, freakish things like kidnappings and competitions about plumbing. <laughs> well, the next morning, Jessica bursts into Liz's room, clutching the grimy beret because Todd didn't even rinse it out into the tub. <laughs> And uh, yeah, she's all excited because she's purchased a dirt bike magazine.
0: Yeah, she's very taken with the clothes, apparently, that are in the well, magazine. She reckons they're really cool and uh, even better than surfing gear. Unfortunately, they don't really tell us anything about these clothes because the whole time reading this, I was like, and yes, tell us. But no, no, uh, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of tease us with that. Um but yeah, again, oh god, they have this real tedious kind of back and forth, and it's like, oh, I thought it was a fashion magazine. It's like, oh my god, get the fucking point, please. Um, but yeah, so Liz has just decided that this is is interesting now, and she's got an interest in dirt bike racing. But of course, then Liz is like, mm, well, I don't know if this is a good idea, you know, after my motorbike accident. <gasps> then we also get it like it's recap city as well in this. Oh, book like so many recap shirt.
2: things, yes, so many.
0: So they fill us in then about uh, the whole motorcycle incident uh, with Liz coming off of Todd's one and going into a coma and what have you. So yeah, the, the gist basically being that Ned and Alice are very anti-motorbike
2: in this yes. house. And Jessica says, well, it doesn't matter because she's just going to watch this rally and of course mm. she would never get on a bike and she was just promised that she wouldn't. But Liz knows that Jessica's promises are meaningless and she's not wrong
0: that's true in fairness because i suppose on one hand it's like jess is just going to watch a race and liz is kind of like freaking out but then yeah yeah you also can't believe anything jessica says so i can see both sides really in this case
2: <laughs> true well we cut to uh the breakfast table where liz tells her parents about her competition with todd and ned says well it's true that some people are better than others at certain things and alice's hackles rise because she thinks that Ned is becoming a sort of gender essentialist but Ned actually and of fairness to Ned and Alice they're both perfectly reasonable in this conversation he says um, he's talking about people in general and he says uh, for instance and points at Alice I wouldn't expect you to change the oil in the car and Alice says I wouldn't expect you to either after all you're the only one who ever forgot to put gas in the tank she <laughs> remembers when Ned put up a shelf and it fell down in the middle of the night
0: <laughs> this yeah, there is some cute Ned and Alice banter, actually. I will give the book that. Um, they have the yes. best
2: banter in this book. They're the only people who have good banter. Oh my god, the only enjoyable couple. Like a complete plot <gasps> twist. It's Ned and Alice, who have thought. <laughs> it's true. Oh my god. Because you know how much we hate the uh Liz and Todd banter as a rule. Oh, it's so grim, yeah. <laughs> and the I mean the attempts at banter with Michael and April are oh, painful. Just awful. And I have to say the Jessica's with her infamous love interest are not much better
0: uh they're kind of endearing but ned and alice are definitely stealing the show i think yeah mm.
2: well liz says and this is uh also good about how people are conditioned uh socially conditioned into things says maybe men and women have different ideas of what they can do based on their sex because they're never encouraged to learn how to do things so um they don't do them and hmm. ned makes an excellent point yeah, said, he says, oh sorry, yeah, no, he just says on. that uh, that Alice might be
0: a terrific shelf builder, but that it wouldn't occur to her to try and then says, whereas I'm a terrible shelf builder but because I'm a man, I assumed I could do it. I, I mean, I'm just really liking that and Alice in this book. <laughs> I know, i have really warmed to them in these last couple of books, I have to say.
2: Yeah, well, maybe it's because we're basically the same age as the man.
0: Oh God, <laughs> yeah. We're just, we're just <laughs> relating to the adults, that's all that's happening. <laughs> <laughs>
2: these idiot teens, what are they doing now? <laughs> well, Meanwhile, Michael picks up April from her house and she knows instantly that something is up. He's really upset. Um, <laughs> and for uh, this is for the reason news. Think. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, so like he tells her that
0: his grandmother who lives in Texas uh, is sick and she's in the hospital. But that's not why he's upset. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, fuck grandma. No, he's, <laughs> he's upset because he's going to have to miss the race at the weekend because his parents are making him go to Texas to see his unwell grandmother who is in hospital, you little piece of shit.
2: Well, April actually thinks, I must be misunderstanding him. Yeah. like You can't really be saying that, but no. And he's all like, this. not like
0: she's dying. Oh God, she's very generous, like overly so in this case, because like Michael fucking sucks. And that's the one consistent thing in this book. Oh my God.
2: Well, April... <laughs> points out to him that like this isn't a big race it's not important hmm. and uh you know doesn't matter whether you're there or not it's not like it's a like it's, it means anything it's not like hmm. it's part of a tournament or anything yeah um, but he says without me there artie stands a really good chance of winning tomorrow and i rightly says don't you think you're getting a little carried away about artie which triggers an absolutely unhinged rant from michael Oh my God.
0: Yeah. He just kind of goes off on one about how apparently Artie gets everything. And um, from the time that they were little, if Artie wanted something, Artie got it. If I got a bike, Artie got a better bike. Uh, if I got a good report card, Artie got a better, maybe Artie's just better than you, Michael. And you need to just accept that. Oh, I mean, He truly is. I've read the whole <laughs> book. He is better. <laughs> he is absolutely better. Um, but yeah, he's just like, yeah, even when we were riding together, he was always right. He always got his way. But like, April's like, what about your grandmother there? And Michael's like, my grandmother would
2: understand. She wouldn't want Archie Weston to beat me either. What are you talking about, you absolute lunatic? (laughs) I got my notes. You're a fucking lunatic. (laughs) I don't understand. As if his
0: grandmother is there in Texas going, fuck Archie Weston, I hate that guy. Do it for me, Michael. Win this one for Grandma. Like, pretty sure she doesn't give a shit, <laughs> Michael. What are you talking about?
2: Oh my god. Well, I mean, April is at this stage genuinely worried about his obsession. <laughs> Just and chat. Then at lunch, she stands near Kara in the queue at the cafeteria and remembers that somehow Kara used to go out with Artie. When the fuck was that? Uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, I like. I'm sure he. I feel like he was mentioned at one point. Like, did they? Dance together? Does that now count as going out? I don't know. Oh my! Uh, God. But yeah, apparently before going out with Steve and Cara had gone out with Arty, mm. um And, oh God, there there was actually kind of a funny bit where April was like staring at Cara, knowing there was something about Cara that she should be remembering, something important. Uh, And then suddenly it was like, Stephen, of course. And like I was just like, wait, is the most important thing about Cara that she's still shackled to Stephen Wakefield. (laughs) Until it then went on to explain that it was, Artie was the thing that she couldn't remember. Um, But like also how ridiculous is it that like in these books that actually wouldn't be, unusual no. for something like that to be said
2: about a person but the most not. important
0: thing about them is that they're involved with Wakefield <laughs> I mean it
2: is the rule of Sweet Valley so yeah oh, well we get like p- literally pages and pages of Cara babbling on about sandwiches and what she's oh going God, to order I... and it's just, I mean <laughs> can't go into it because this no. podcast is going to be long enough already yeah. um, so eventually April asks about Artie and Cara's like oh yeah he's a sweetheart and yet again I think how does April not know him?
0: It doesn't make any sense at all. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's again got nothing but good things to say about Artie. Um, and apparently, oh, yes, uh, Stephen is also friends with him. I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck is going on,
3: lads? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, according to Stephen, uh, Mike and Artie used to be so close in elementary school, people used to tease them about being twins. Mm. Um, and okay. apparently, Karen. Cara- also doesn't really know what the deal is uh, with what happened to their friendship um so then when she gets back to the lunch table because again she's sitting with her new besties jessica and lila um uh cara asks the question i think herself when she sits down and no one really has a a definitive answer jessica thinks that they had a fight over some girl uh, lila thinks that they fought over a motorbike um and then oh yeah amy kind of pipes up and says michael nearly got rt killed uh, but then yes. Lila's like, no, wasn't it Artie who nearly got Michael killed? So like there's there's no one story here. There's just kind of lots of half remembered things and it's no help whatsoever. But
2: also, again, how does April not know? And like how she never heard any of this. This is a, unhinged. This is the thing, because she does the way that she is in this book
0: sounds like someone who has moved to town in the last year.
2: Yes, but exactly. That's not the case, apparently. No. So, Yeah.
0: You and April definitely
2: just... like, has been in an earlier book. I mean, literally mm. mentioned in passing, but yes. you know, yeah. I guess maybe that's like if they're going to basically pull a character out of nowhere that they haven't bothered even seeding in the previous book, why not make it a new girl who's come to town? I mean, there you go, yeah, uh, at least the narrative would make some sense then. <laughs> well, that night, Michael is in Texas. So April happily goes to the film alone. And she's almost relieved to be rid of Michael that she should be entirely relieved.
0: She really should. Like, my God, she has no fun with him whatsoever. Like, all he does is bang on about the bike. And like, obviously, she's into dirt bikes, too, but is a well-rounded person who has other things on her mind and other hobbies. Um, So, yeah, it probably is just a relief to get the
2: fuck away from him for a bit. (laughs) Well, when she's in the queue, she bumps into the person in front of her who's very nice about it. Mm. And who could it be? Why, it's renowned sound guy from Sweet <laughs> Valley guy that everyone knows. So it's RT
0: Western. <laughs> and he recognises her from the track. Yes. Uh, yeah, he knows what kind of bike she rides. It's a magenta 125. Um, so he's obviously noticed her and, uh, yeah, has seen her around school and around the track. But we've never been introduced. Uh, but he is lovely. And she feels is, really yeah. at ease with him. Um, And they kind of just chat about Hitchcock. And uh, that they've both been looking forward to going to this. And they just kind of end up sitting together because they've been chatting, I suppose, on their way in. And it just is all very natural. And like this sounds like this is more fun than she has had with Michael so far in this book. Oh, my God. Because they sit together. They share some popcorn. They scream at the scary parts of the movie. They're having a fucking great time. Like, it's very cute.
2: They have chemistry. and They really do. After the film, which is clearly the birds, even though they don't yes. say it, but they do say, I think one of them says something about, like, I'll never look at a pigeon in the same way yes. again. <laughs> yeah. um, Artie suggests that they go and get pizza, hmm. and though she knows Michael would be furious, April wants to find out more about the feud, so she agrees.
0: She does, and she also, like, quite reasonably notes that, like, Michael doesn't actually have a right to choose her friends for her, True. Um and as well as the fact that she might actually find out what the fuck happened between these two. um. So, yeah, so they go to Guido's, of course. Where else are you going to go for pizza? Of course. Um, but, yeah, Artie kind of asks about Michael and she's kind of surprised, I think, because I suppose as far as she's concerned, these guys aren't talking and maybe they, like if Michael is so mad at Artie, maybe Artie's also really mad at Michael, but that doesn't seem to be the vibe that he's no. giving at all. So she's a bit confused.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's like she's actually... Um, it- he's he's clearly concerned Mm. about Michael and like he doesn't seem to be angry at all like there's no it's it's nothing like Michael's attitude towards him
0: no it's a very one-sided thing like Michael is all animosity and Artie's actually kind of like you know how is he how's he doing you know and it's it's a very it's a much more fucking laid back
2: and chill kind of uh, a buzz we're getting off of Artie for sure well he says which is kind of sweet uh he says I'm glad he's with someone as nice as you oh and eventually April asks, look, what happened between you? Um, and we're told Artie sat up straight and looked right at her. April, he said, if you don't mind, I'd really rather not talk about it, okay? The past is the past. Let's just say that we had a misunderstanding and we were both at fault. And April realises that Michael, you know, basically April, Artie and Michael see this very differently because mm. Michael does not think there is a misunderstanding and fault on both sides. He... Hates our uh, fiery passion. Yes,
0: very much so. It's like a concerning amount of hatred on oh
2: Michael's side. <laughs> well, we cut to the castle Wakefield, where we're told that usually the last thing Elizabeth and Todd did when they said goodnight was exchange a kiss, but tonight they're exchanging something different. Uh, herpes. Mm. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks exchange. exchanging envelopes uh,
0: because they've made out their little list of fucking tasks for each other. Um, So they read each other's things and, oh God. uh, So yeah, Todd has, has challenged Liz to change attire build a shelf and replace a washer uh, and she's like oh my god is that it i'll be done in an hour this is a breeze and then todd's list that liz has given him is to do the grocery shopping for a week make an apron uh, and cook elizabeth wakefield's dinner including chocolate chip cookies so he also reckons this is going to be an absolute breeze uh, for him hmm. but um yeah and then more tedious banter and that's pretty much the gist is these are their yes. tasks <laughs> i'm
2: mean, gonna have to say that i couldn't do any of liz's tasks i could do all the ones that she's given todd but, I, I, mean, one of them is literally go to the fucking shops.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, come on, like that's just functioning human. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'd be under pressure now if I had to make an apron. To be perfectly honest.
2: Oh, I could make an apron because I do have a sewing machine. Um, mm, okay. But uh, and I think I did make an apron when I was in primary school. So okay. I've done it. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, I can cook dinner and chocolate chip cookies. Made mm. many cookie in my time. So, <laughs> but I could not change tire. Wouldn't even know where to no. start. Couldn't change a tyre,
0: probably, yeah, couldn't replace a washer. I mean, you could watch a video on YouTube and have a go, I suppose.
2: Well, now, yeah. So I say <laughs> yeah. That
0: but I guess in, in 1991, fine, yeah, I would sure. not have been able to do any also, of those
2: things. Even now, one of the taps in my bathroom is not working properly since the start of the first lockdown. Oh, have dear. I fixed, replaced a washer? No. <laughs> you need Todd Wilkins to call around to your house. Apparently. <laughs> well, Uh, The next day in April's house, she's shocked to get a call from
0: Artie. (gasps) Goodness, yeah. He got her number from the rally roster. Um, And uh, yeah, he has some news because his... Uh, partner Pete for the race today has come down with the flu so he's he's down a teammate and uh, because um, April had mentioned that Michael was away he's wondering if they wanted to if she wanted to join him so they could ride as a team together for this. Mm. Apparently every race is a relay (laughs) for some reason (laughs) on the dirt biking circuit. Um, (laughs) Yeah so apparently it's going to be similar to one that they'll be covering in the championship in a few weeks so it'll actually be good practice for both of them for their you know actual teams whenever it does get to that point. Um, And April's kind of bowled away by this because she's like well but I'm a competitor why would you want me to benefit from practice uh and Artie's like well you know I need practice too uh so she kind of can't really come up with a good reason not to other than because of what Michael would say and she's like okay no fuck that (laughs) (laughs) in fairness to her she realizes that is not a good enough reason uh and also
2: figures look I might give her another opportunity to figure out what happened between the two of them so she's like yeah cool let's do this thing by the way just a reminder of how terrible Michael is that the thought when she realizes that you know Artie is capable of of like that that basically just teaming up with somebody else for practice, even though they might be a rival in the future, is a normal thing to do. Yes, like,
0: a much healthier attitude by far.
2: Very so much so. Um. So uh, yeah, they're they're pairing up, and meanwhile, Jessica is trying to decide what to wear to the rally. And I'm sure we love some of these outfits at the end of the episode.
0: Yes, indeed. <laughs>
2: Um, so I didn't take any details of the notes because that's your domain, but I did say well, she eventually <laughs> selects a garish ensemble. Oh, very.
0: Yes, we we will get to. In fact, this is the as much as we get in terms of outfits, I think, Ooh. is just this little montage of Jessica trying <laughs> on stuff. So we'll, we'll save that for the end. But yeah, it actually will be quite fun.
2: <laughs> it will. She leaves the house and uh, who should she find in the drive but Stephen and Liz and they're hard at work
0: they are yeah um as, as Jessica sees it for some reason her twins seem to be trying <laughs> to pray off a hubcap so she's quite puzzled by what the hell is going on here but uh, yeah Stephen is giving Liz a hand uh with how you know, her figuring out how to change a tire on the car
2: um yeah uh Jessica Stephen says what would you do if you got a flash when you're all by yourself and Jessica laughs, laughs. And says, Well that's easy, with a toss of her head. I'll wait till some cute boy came along and I get him to fix it for me. I mean that's how you get Ted Bundied, Jessica. Like, seriously. Oh, it truly really is. Also, does that mean if like someone pulls
0: up to help her and they're not good looking enough, she's just gonna send them on their way <laughs> until someone better comes along?
2: <laughs> I'll d- stay here all night, I'll die of exposure rather than let her not <laughs> I'll go change my tire. <laughs> 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 um, well we go to the track where April and Artie are confident they planned out all their moves and she realises he's much easier to work with than Michael who's constantly badgering her and checking off the stuff and then we get to out something that makes it clear her mother hates him oh god (laughs) she's so sick of this guy's shit because
0: yeah like up coming up to her race like he just fucking as you say badgers april all day long like the night before he had phoned her half a dozen times making sure she hadn't forgotten anything like it drove her crazy it drove her mother crazy too what's wrong with that boy mrs dawson would ask how many times does he think he has to tell you the same thing
2: If the mother oh, is saying this, April, run. Yes, run, run
0: away, get on your dirt bike and get the fuck out of there, girl. My goodness.
2: Um, yeah, and apparently he always drags her out to to, to the track at the crack of dawn to make sure oh they've been, like, got God. a good preparation time. Like, Michael is a massive fucking
0: pain in the hole. Like he is oh,
2: no fun to be around. He's an absolute fucking head wreck. Like I don't know why she's with him. She has he has no redeeming qualities. Literally none. none. Not a one, like none. No. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my god! Well, with Artie, apparently, it's totally different. Um, it's it, and it, as an as a racing experience. Mm. Uh, he knows that she can ride well. He knows she's going to do her best, and she's kind of in a daze. And he says, "Or uh, she's you know, she's in a daze and all this, you know, un, unfamiliar niceness." Yeah. And he says, "A spark plug for your thoughts, because well, that's how bikers speak." Apparently, sure, I can. I guess it
0: is <laughs> but yeah like Artie is just so chill and so easy to be around and like my god such a better person than Michael oh. <laughs> um, but yeah she just says she just apologizes and says oh you know I'm just thinking about Michael um, and he says yeah you know I thought you might be must be pretty strange riding with somebody else Um, but April is still kind of feeling excited about the race and like more so than she has in a while but she's like yeah I guess it will be pretty strange but like she is looking forward to this race and obviously the build-up is way more enjoyable Yes. You know, doing so with RT than with fucking Michael.
2: Oh, and understandably. <laughs> well, Jessica has turned up and she hadn't really realised that this, like, it's not a stadium or anything. They mm. are literally running around open countryside. And uh, she's standing near the finishing line and she, she is, frankly, extremely bored. Well, by the way, we're told that at most sporting events she had attended, there was at least music to listen to or cheerleaders to watch. That does not happen at any sporting events in this country. (laughs) You turn up and you watch whatever's there or you don't in my case, because I don't go to them, but you know, don't (laughs) expect there to be music or cheerleaders.
0: No, that's fair. But you know, Ireland is quite different to America in a lot of respects. And I guess like with baseball and that, there probably is lots of entertainment in between because fucking baseball takes two days to play a game.
2: I went to a baseball match in Fenway Park in Boston because I sort of, as a, my American pals took was me... Was it a, a punishment of some sort? <sighs> kind did, of was in What did you do? Yeah, uh, There was a seventh <laughs> inning stretch, which you fucking need after seventh innings, because you've got to, like, everybody gets up and stretches. I think they did play Take Me Out to the Ball Game at some stage in, like, an yeah. Um, But uh, I mean, I guess it was, like, being in a film or something, seeing... <laughs> I suppose you're actually seeing things in context must be kind of strange it's like oh okay I see all right I've watched a league of their own I know what's going on here <laughs> pretty much yeah and it, it did go on for a very 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 long time yeah they go on for
0: ages and also sure American football is so fucking stoppy starty like you'd need the cheerleaders for some kind of oh, entertainment otherwise you're just true. sitting there watching people swap in and out from benches and it's like oh my god what am I doing here
2: <laughs> okay so I guess we can forgive Jessica yeah. Um,
0: American sports need entertainment as well as the game because it's they're not entertaining enough sorry
2: sure.
0: <laughs> sorry Americans sorry guys you're doing it wrong
2: <laughs> well another reason is that uh that Jessica isn't enjoying this sporting event is because you can't even see if they're cute or not because they're all wearing protective gear and helmets <laughs>
0: that's the thing you, you can't tell if anyone is good looking um so yeah so far she's not really having the best time um she's pretty bored she's like some of these racers have to be cute I mean the <laughs> odds are that they're good looking <laughs> some of them please. Uh, and her reasoning is that uh Michael and Artie are both good looking uh but yeah there's just no way to tell when uh, when everyone's all
2: covered up and wearing helmets and stuff true but actually as the race goes on she does start to get into it because people are flying through the air and mm. I have mentioned before that I discovered there was a dirt bike track Relatively near my house, but I did see a bike flying through the air near. Pop up out Seafront in Dublin. So uh, they do really, you know, they zoom over those hills, mm. and then she sees April's uh, distinctive pink bike uh, fly over a hill and is gets really into it, like she's cheering, she's jumping up and down. Yeah, she, it's actually very
0: cute because like she's there on her own, but she's really suddenly invested because now yeah. that she knows that this is April that's on the track. She's like, she's kind of like a little one woman cheer squad. um, And like, yeah, jumping up and down, shouting for April. She's really excited. And she's like, don't let him beat you. Come on, April. <laughs> uh, and then April does actually pull ahead and wins the race or is first <gasps> over the finish line. Uh, and Jess is like turning to people who are next to her going, that's my friend, April. That girl on the bike. Isn't she amazing? <laughs> and it is kind of cute. Like, I know they're not really supposed to be friends or like, you know, it's it's a push to call them friends but look they are friendly yes. in this book um but, great. but okay, it is kind of this. it is kind of sweet though that Jessica is like rooting for her so hard and like telling people this is her friend She's like real excited for her that so is that is kind sweet. of nice yeah
2: <laughs> well um she when she washes over to congratulate April she assumes the guy next to her in uh a red and white racing suit is Michael but then she realizes it's Artie Western. Oh my goodness. Yeah, as far as she's concerned, like April always races with
0: Michael. Um, but then April just tells her Oh yeah that he's in Texas because his grandmother isn't well. Um but then I think Artie comes over and April doesn't quite get to finish whatever she was saying. Um but Jessica's like, Oh, okay, cool. Whatever argument those two guys had must have been resolved by now if you know Artie's racing with April. Yeah. Um so she's like, Okay, that's all fine. But yeah. you yes. know, nothing gets explained really in particular.
2: No um so uh yeah she heads out to the dairy burger with all the racing gang and initially she's worried in case her because she hoped her mother wasn't cru- cruising around the sweet valley looking to see if her daughter was hanging out with kids and with helmets and chest protectors i'm sure that's exactly what alice is doing just because she's cruising the streets looking at various eateries in case you're <laughs> hanging out with bikers I mean, maybe she started doing that
0: after all the fucking kidnappings and (gasps) death threats and what have you. You know, maybe now Alice is like, you know what? I'm just going to go for a little spin. It's going to be fine. (laughs) just going to check on Jessica. Make sure no one's getting kidnapped. (laughs) Because, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) It wouldn't.
2: Or the last. (laughs) She's a one woman neighbourhood watch. Fair play to her. Well, when Jessica walks in, uh, confident that Alice isn't going to pop up in the window. <laughs> We're told that for one of the first of one of the few times since she had first learned to talk, Jessica was speechless. And why? Well, as <laughs> ever, she's just seen the most
0: handsome boy ever. <laughs> and who could it be? Well, it's everyone's favourite genre of film. It's R.T. Western.
2: No, it's not! It's Sam Woodruff! Oh my god, it's <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes of course oh my god yes and actually this is the reason why people have been excited about this book when we weren't because we forgot that this is what happens but this is of course the introduction of sam woodruff hooray
2: well i guess we got i don't know about 15 more books to go with him oh yeah actually (laughs) that sounds about right (laughs) sorry sam Your days we'll we'll enjoy him while he's here (laughs) Well, he goes to Bridgewater. We're told fancy,
0: very fancy. Yes, um, but yeah, Sam, he's he's established uh, <laughs> the handsomest boy she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got uh, thick blonde curly hair and light grey eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. so she's thrilled with herself. And uh, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, I haven't seen you around before. Are you a racer? Um, and Jess is like, no, no, I'm not a dirt biker. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs>
2: Mm. Well, and actually, he's kind of, I think this is a very nice way to respond to her being a cheerleader. He's like, do you mean you actually understand football? And he says that, uh, you know, so we use it as an excuse to think that she's obviously an expert in sporting oh. arts and says that his dad used to take him to games when he was little and he'd just fall asleep because he was so bored. And mm. um <laughs> There, There is chemistry between them and she, he flirts, she blushes and it's all going very well. It's it's very sweet and endearing. Yeah, I have it to is say it's, uh, yeah.
0: you know, again, when she's not in life-ruining mode, she can have some very endearing moments and she is quite enjoyable, I think, in this one. True.
2: We cut to the local cinema where Todd and Liz are settling down to watch a film and he asks how her first challenge went and she's like, oh, it's fine, but she doesn't mention that Stephen helped her. And uh, she asks how... Todd's first challenge went
0: yeah and again he's like oh you know nothing to it in one door and out the other he's like god I don't know why my parents always complain about it so much um but uh yeah Liz is like oh well you know that first task was meant to be easy and they just get harder after that and then Todd is like yes the same goes for you my (gasps) pretty he said in an evil sounding voice (laughs) the same goes for you (laughs)
2: um well, we cut to Monday morning where Jessica stumps into the bathroom, literally stumps. She's in a rage. And why? She is
0: fuming. She's decided she's going to devote her life to doing good works and forget about men forever.
2: <laughs> and Liz doesn't take her seriously, but eventually he's like, okay, what is wrong with you? And Jessica's voice is literally catching as she says, I waited all Saturday night and all day yesterday and he never called. Uh, yes
0: uh unless is like "Who never called so uh jess tells her you know sam woodruff the most incredible boy i've ever met she kicked the bathtub and um, she's like That's i know he liked me just know <laughs> fuck you bathtub um she's she really upset yeah you really would like um but yeah so jessica's all like you know i know he liked me and i know he did uh and Liz's like, well, when did he say he'd call? And Jessica's like, what? She's like, when did he say he'd call? And maybe he couldn't get to a phone or something came up. And Jessica's like, I can't believe you're taking his side. But then reveals he actually didn't say. When he'd call oh and then Liz is like, So yeah, okay, but you gave him your number. Jessica shakes her head and she's like, No, I didn't give him my number. We got so involved in talking to each other. I guess he forgot to ask. So Liz is like, Okay, you didn't give him your number. He never said he'd call, but you're angry because he didn't call. <laughs> so mean, yeah. I don't uh, know,
3: <laughs>
2: and uh Jessica says, Yeah, they were um she says she's uh She's she's not angry, she's heartbroken and she's going to go and live in a cave in Tibet for the rest of her life. So, <laughs> oh, um, she really doesn't have a link to reality but um, luckily her grim mood doesn't last long. By the time she arrives at school she is feeling great and she's confident that um, he'll uh, call in a few days and if he doesn't have her number she realises she has another way of getting it and who could that per- way be? <laughs> Well, this is the thing. She spots Michael Harris
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even though apparently she's never said much more than a few words to him before, um she kind of figures, well, look, if he's friends with with April and Artie and Sam and with this whole biker crowd, uh, that you know Michael will be able to surely get uh, get <gasps> Sam's number for her. So she's like, okay, right, gonna do this. So she she kind of runs up to Michael and kind of asks about his grandmother she's like oh okay because apparently the grandmother is doing well now as if Michael cares Um, (laughs) but she's like oh okay cool that's good news Uh, and she says that it sounds too bad you missed the rally on Saturday April and Artie were really terrific but I'm sure they were nearly as good as you and April are and like as soon as she says it she realizes that she's completely put her foot in it because Michael's face just like darkens (laughs) his (laughs) smile looked like it had been set in cement it's like oh Jesus just walk away slowly terrifying (laughs) so scary and he's
2: like April and Artie and April and Artie and Jessica is <laughs> so understandably literally Uh-oh. backing away. Yes, quite alarmed. But then who should <laughs> arrive to save her?
0: Oh. <laughs> Favourite hymnal, Ken Matthews.
2: <laughs> oh, but
0: Ken. Well, poor Ken just makes it worse. He <laughs> like, hey Mike, Ken greeted him. I ran into Artie and in April at Guido's on Friday. <laughs> he like punches Michael in the arm, your fave. Ah, oh, the uh, playful punch. Go and says, oh, you know, I wanted to say, I'm really glad you guys finally patched things up. It hasn't been the same since you stopped speaking to each other. And Michael Ooh. then just like turns his frightening gaze onto Ken. Uh, <laughs> and Jess is like, oh shit, I've started this and now I need to save poor Ken because he doesn't deserve this Um, so she kind of quickly tries to cover up and she's like oh yeah there was a whole bunch of us at Guido's and Erty happened to sit down at our table and she's like isn't that right Ken she asks like squeezing his arm and Ken's like ow what are you talking about you're cutting off my circulation because as ever poor Ken is very confused oh god Um, love him so she just drags him away and is like okay see you (laughs) She's like Ken and I are going to be late for class. would not want to be late. What weekend we, Ken? And like, just yanks him around the corner.
2: It's the yanking
0: okay. around the corner is the oh, best part. He's just a big Labrador of a man, isn't he? Oh,
2: <laughs> we love him. We Some of us love him more than others.
0: <laughs> he's over six foot, you know. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, we cut to lunchtime and when poor old April arrives at the cafeteria, who should be standing there with his arms folded across his chest? Oh my god, like he's acting like
0: he's someone's dad or something, like standing there at the entrance to the cafeteria, yeah, arms folded, tapping his foot, like would you ever fuck off? <laughs> poor she'd like, literally
2: ugh. been shagging somebody on one of, <laughs> in one of the booths. <laughs> Psycho. oh god he was a psychopath
0: um yeah so <laughs> April thinks that like she should have told him that morning on their way to school um but he'd been so happy to see her and so relieved his grandmother was okay that she just wasn't able to work mm. the conversation around to Artie um and he's just like I want to talk to you and like
2: you know it's like oh
0: outside and it's all just so mean and abrupt and I just he's so rude and obnoxious like, oh, I really hate him
2: horrible
0: He's such a dick. Um, And again, they do so much like grabbing of girls' arms and like passing them around the place. And I just, I hate it so much. So yeah, he like drags her outside and is like, you've made me look like a fool in front of the entire school. As if anyone gives a shit about this whole Michael and Artie thing more than Michael clearly does. Like Like, nobody else cares.
2: Clearly like (laughs) Ken and Jessica didn't think anything of it. Yes, exactly. Like the only one who's super head up is Michael. But I'll tell you what they will think something of is somebody physically dragging an his girlfriend out in a rage, yeah, in and cafeteria. Because yeah, when they go outside, he is so angry. April's sure that the whole school could hear. He is literally striding back and forth, shaking his fist <laughs> in the air <laughs> and <laughs> roaring like he's screaming into the air how could you do this to me how could you betray me like this like okay tommy weiser we fucking chill out yeah oh my god well she says he didn't she didn't betray him but he goes on and rants on about him racing with his worst enemy and then roars well, what is it <laughs> do you think he's smarter or better looking than i am do you think he's a better rider do you think he's a nicer person is that it april he banged <laughs> his fist against the goal post. Oh my I mean, it's God. pretty fucking obviously the last one uh like jesus the answer to all
0: of these questions is yes Artie yeah. is a much smarter better looking better writer better person than you michael so oh my god like he's yeah. unhinged
2: only one of you michael and Artie, is having a fit and banging goalposts hmm. and, yeah, uh, and
0: screaming at your girlfriend oh my god
2: and the sky waving his fists <laughs> <laughs> then he goes god. april his voice suddenly quiet. <laughs> where did you do this to me
0: oh god just turn on your heel and go back inside dump his ass
2: well Aval is way nicer to him than he deserves. Mm. Um, and she gently tells him exactly what happened. But of course, Michael doesn't believe that there was anything innocent about this or that, as she says, she wants to broker peace between them. And she says, look, I just want to find out what happened between you and Artie, but he won't tell me either. I just want to help. And she's, Michael's like, oh, if you want to help me, you have to stay away from Artie. You're either with me or against me. What is it going to be?
0: Oh my gosh, I hate him so much. Um, yeah, so he basically just gives her an ultimatum that she has to like never speak or look at Artie again. Uh and uh yeah she kind of caves and she's just like okay fine she's like I'll stay away from R. T. Western if that's what you want and he's like yes that's what I want but like (laughs) in fairness to April she like as soon as she gets home she's just like oh fuck it anyway like I should not have done that why the fuck did I give in to him she just wanted him to stop screaming at her uh but knows straight away like this was a mistake and like he's being extremely unreasonable
2: she has an excellent argument with her reflection (laughs) that is actually pretty funny (laughs) uh one stage she she looks at a reflection and demands so you gave in you let michael tell you what to do her reflection looked a little (laughs) shamefaced. april shook her hairbrush again no she shouted michael and i are equals in everything even in dirt bike racing who is he to boss me around (laughs) who indeed
0: Oh, I kind of love April, like, and she deserves so much better than Michael. Oh He's my just the worst.
2: God. April and Artie need to get together. And spoiler Please. alert, listeners, I really thought they would, but they don't. <sighs> Me too. I really hoped they would. Like, so oh my God. So angry they don't. Mm. <sighs> well... Um then Mrs. Dawson announces that Michael is on the phone and April's full of energy. And she's like, right, I'm going to give him what for. But mm-hmm. uh, we're told that um, when she picks up the phone, instead of being the demanding, arrogant tyrant she had been expecting, Michael's sounded completely miserable. Good. Oh, my
0: God. I know. Like, Jesus Christ, he deserves so much worse than this. But yeah. Um, so she's kind of like caught on the hop then and, and just like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, God, she wasn't expecting this at all and Michael yeah sounds so miserable he's like oh I was afraid you were going to refuse to speak to me uh she's like oh you were and he's like you know not that I'd blame you I know you think I'm being irrational and bossy and you're probably right like yes she's Mm -hmm. absolutely right um but yeah he just kind of and it's not that he apologizes or anything but he just says the thought of you hanging out with Artie makes me crazy I can't help the way I feel I'd rather give him my bike and never ride again than have him take you away from me Mm. like He's just ringing up to still be weird and possessive. Just he's kind of sad about it now. Like, I just, oh, I cannot with this
2: guy. I know. I mean, as he makes it all about him. It's like, oh, I'm hmm. so sad. And uh, Yeah, it's when he says, I'd rather give him my bike and never ride again than have him take you away from me. And somehow April has the urge to hug him. Oh. So, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, she tells Michael that she was genuinely concerned for his welfare. And... And when Michael realises he does accept that she is telling the truth, he sounds all sad and somehow it never occurred to her that Michael's dislike of Artie hid so much pain. It's a pain of being a giant fucking baby. Yes, like all of this is fucking
0: self-inflicted. Like Artie oh. clearly willing to talk to Michael, but Michael just has a fucking bee in his bonnet and is just being a massive pain in the hole about everything. Yes,
2: that's exactly it. <laughs> Well, we cut to the Hershey bar where Alice arrives because she says it's that time of year again. <laughs> yes, it's time to empty the waste basket and clear the plates
0: and glasses from under Jessica's bed. Oh
2: <laughs> can't imagine it's quite a spectacle.
0: God, her room just sounds disgusting, <laughs> it
2: does, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, she jokes that uh, Jessica's possessions are capable of—they're br- so numerous uh, that they're capable of breeding, and that her blue sweater will mate with her yellow sweater and have a green sweater, two pairs of socks, <laughs> and a scarf. Yeah.
0: Really, I'm so surprised how much I'm enjoying Alice actually in this
2: book. Alice is great in this book; it's yes. a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, um, but then, what should she spy? Oh no, she she picks up uh, the
0: dirt biking magazine. Um, so, and Jessica had actually thrown it away. So like it was in the bin. So like mm. it's, it's, it's really nothing to be concerned about, but look, they're just so paranoid about bikes, I suppose, in that house, um, <clears> that, uh, Alice kind of picks this up and she's like, don't tell me you're getting interested in motorcycles. <gasps> and Jess is like, no, no, someone at school gave it to me. Anyway, those aren't motorbikes. They're dirt bikes. Um, and Alice is like, well, you know, they look the same to me and you know how your father and I feel about motor, motorbikes, they're terribly dangerous. And after Elizabeth's accident, you know, just the sight of them upsets me. Um, But Jessica kind of tries to, you know, just be like, you know, can you really picture me on a dirt bike? You can't wear shorts or bathing suits. You have to wear all this padding. She's like, you know, could you imagine me wearing a helmet? Do you know what a helmet does to your hair? Uh, So Alice is kind of, um, you know, brought back down again. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. She's like, no, I I guess I can't actually picture on a bike at all, to be fair. (laughs) So that kind of calms her down a bit.
2: (laughs) She does know her child. (laughs) And so uh, when Alice leaves, uh, the phone rings from a heap of clothes and who could it be? oh it's um he found her number <laughs> he did and uh yeah he asks her out and she pretends that um uh, she and suggests going out tomorrow and she uh she she bustles a few pages of her history book as if she's checking her diary <laughs> <laughs> that's the
0: thing yeah she's gonna, like pretending to consider the dates he's given her or like to go out some night this week and uh yeah they um they decide oh yeah she decides that sounds okay uh, mm-hmm. so he says he'll pick her up at seven and then she suddenly pictures like sam turning up on his dirt bike to the oh. house and she's like oh god absolutely not she's like you know you know what i'll meet you at guido's um tomorrow and, and that's yeah. how we're going to do this so uh, he's like okay cool see you tomorrow and then as soon as she hangs up the phone she jumps up and screams
2: with joy oh that actually did give you kind of a flashback you know when you're waiting when you're waiting for call a young person and finally happens <laughs> and you're pretending to be very cool on the phone and then as soon as you hang up. You're not cool at all. Oh, <laughs> it did it actually feel a bit then. Oh, <laughs> well, we coast to Tuesday afternoon, and Liz and enid are outside the lumber and hardware shop.
0: Yeah, um,
2: and it kind of sounds like a building suppliers or something is. rather than like yeah, a regular yeah. hardware shop.
0: Because I don't really understand yeah, it's... why
2: they go there rather than to like the equivalent I of I don't know, yeah, like woody's <laughs>
0: exactly like a regular just hardware shop but this is very much like a a trade um you know it's for professional builders um so yeah she she's kind of nervous about going in uh because it's mostly, I guess, men in there, and she's like, "I guess it doesn't mean we can't go in." But Ina's like, "Look, it's just a shop; they can't refuse to let us in because we're girls." So they're both just a bit kind of nervy about getting in there in the first place. And yeah. like Liz has a little book she got from the library, like the ABCs Aww. of Do It Yourself. It's kind of cute. Um, so she kind of knows all. She, you know, she needs to like nail brackets into the wall and attach a piece of wood. And she's like, "Okay, this sounds straightforward." So let's just fucking get in here and and do this thing. But um, yeah, Enid then points out that uh, I think ever since her parents got divorced, her mother has learned to live without things like shelves. (laughs) Uh, And when the light fixture in the hallway short circuited, she had to hire some guy to replace it. So Liz is like, okay, well, you know, this is what I mean. There's no reason why your mom couldn't have, you know, done all those things herself. It's just that she never learned how. So this kind of like strengthens her resolve. And she's like, okay, we're going in.
2: (laughs) It is true. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they. They, they head inside and as you said, it is basically a builder's providers. It's for people. They they are very out of place there and the staff are absolute pricks.
0: They're so rude. um Yeah, like, there's no reason not to to, to be a dick to these girls. But yeah, uh, yeah so the guy, she goes up to um, a counter and she has to wait for like 10 minutes before one of the salesmen like deigned to talk to her. um So she just says, you know, I want to put up a shelf in the kitchen and the salesman just like stares at her I and mean, he's like, for cookbooks. Yeah. <laughs> and the salesman stairs at enid like they're so rude oh my god um, but like liz just kind of tries to explain you know what kind of size or length of of, of plank or that that she's gonna need and she's like you know is, is there one type of wood that's better for kitchen shelves than others and like your man is just completely unhelpful and rude and is just like you know oh it depends oh it depends on what you want like what do you want yeah. um just giving her no help whatsoever yeah um and eventually it's just like so do you need roll plugs or toggle bolts oh, and they both kind of look at each other like oh god um so they haven't a clue what he's talking about and they just <laughs> word,
2: back out towards <laughs> the door do <Enjoying laughs> all the backing away people are doing in this book very dramatic right, actually <laughs>
0: just slowly back away no sudden movements
2: <laughs> so Liz has failed in her first attempt at this no. task Meanwhile, April is worrying about Michael and thinks it wasn't Artie Western who was Michael's worst enemy. It was Michael Harris. She had to save him from himself. No, you no, don't. no, You do not.
0: This is not your responsibility. You can bail the fuck out and go have fun with Artie Western, oh, for God's sake. That's what you should be doing, don't.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, apparently part one of Operation Rescue Michael, well, it should be to go abort, abort. But it's not. It's to make him relax more and have laugh and have fun. And good fucking luck with that.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. So they're he's driving her home after school one of the evenings that week. And she kind of says, you know, there's a bunch of people going bowling tonight. Why don't we go? And Michael's like bowling. Mm-hmm. He sounded as though she'd suggested they go ice fishing on Second Lake in their bathing suits. And she's like, yeah, you know, it'll be fun. Terry Adams and Ken Matthews always go. <laughs> definitely go. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Terry always says, they have a great time. And Michael's like, I'm no good at bowling. And she's like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. It's just a game. Like we're going to have fun uh and Michael's like oh we're gonna have fun doing something else we don't have to go bowling so she's like okay cool so what do you want to do but of course all Michael wants to do is check the suspension on her bike and it's, oh not, even my that it's, God. But it's not even that it's his bike that he wants yeah. to work on he wants to work on April's bike because why she can't maintain her own bike herself like oh. she clearly can because she's as good a racer as you are so shut the fuck up Michael <gasps> um but yeah so this like this is just her trying to get him to fucking cut a bit loose and have some fun with something that doesn't involve a fucking dirt bike um and he's just like this is all he wants to do and she's like are you serious you want to work on my bike uh so he's like oh the championship isn't that far away everything's oh, got to be perfect god. and like already she was feeling a lot a lot more like murdering him than rescuing him I mean, follow that urge he probably- seriously oh my god and he's like oh well fun isn't your middle name and he's like no he said with a grin it's lloyd but that's uh- just where that bit ends so it's like so you don't get to go have fun oh. with anybody is that meant- just have to hang out and watch him dick around with your bike.
2: And also, is that meant to be sort of evidence that, oh, ooh, he's charming? Because it isn't. It sure isn't. It's like, oh, see, he's got some
0: personality.
2: He's like, no, he does not. No, this is nothing. He's just a dick all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at the Castell Wakefield, Jessica has been spending an hour and a half getting ready for her <sighs> date with uh, with uh Sam, and then all of a sudden pops up, But Jessica feels that her mother keeps sort of manifesting in front of her these days. <laughs> this is the most, like, like a
0: regular parent of a teenager I think that Alice yeah. has been at all uh because yeah Jessica kind of feels like she's like why didn't her mother ever stay in one place anymore she always seemed <laughs> to be tiptoeing around the house going through waste baskets or checking on what Jessica was wearing and I was like well these are the things a normal parent actually does Jessica so you've been getting it very, very lightly up until this point to be perfectly honest but um yeah so Alice is just like oh a big date uh, and Jess kind of tries to play it down a bit she's like no no just meeting some people at like Guido's um so Alice is just like, oh, OK, have a good time. But um, yeah, she's kind of just not trying to reveal all just yet, I think, to uh, to Alice. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, at Greedo's, uh, Jessica is, um, is is delighted that Sam is even cuter than he remem- she remembered and a terrific dresser. Um, and, oh, God, this is so stupid we're told right from the start they began to discover how much they had in common they were both popular they both enjoyed parties they were both good at sports they liked the same kind of pizza how did it come up that they were both popular like that's their thing in common that's How? So how did it come up how did they realize this <laughs> Did they just say like, well, obviously I'm very popular. Well, I'm clearly super popular. <laughs> like, okay.
0: <laughs> that is a weird one to start off with. For sure. <laughs> but even after that, everything is so like enjoying parties. Good. It's, it's like, I like to have fun.
3: Do
2: you like to have fun? Oh my God. I love to have fun. That is so amazing. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> are these incredibly idiosyncratic interests that we just <laughs> happen to share parties? No way! Oh God. And then they, they even have the same very generic pizza. Yeah, they
0: like the same kind of pizza and they think this is terrific uh, because their wild choice is pepperoni, double cheese and hot pepper flakes. Bush. So, okay. <laughs> <Grand>. Crazy.
2: We could probably get that frozen in Ireland in the early 90s, so that's how unusual that and distinctive that one is. <laughs> well, On the plus side, they genuinely never run out of things to say. And at the end of the evening, Jessica feels as if they've known each other for years. In fact, they're still there when uh, the Guido staff are closing up. I'm sure That's true. They right? do
0: like they do have a like it's yeah it's very cute for them. Probably really annoying for the staff of Guidos who just want to go home. Um, but they do have a great date, and it is very cute. Like, yes. that they there's no silences or anything, and yeah. they just the conversation flows, and they just talk about loads of stuff, their families, and favorite memories, and worst things that ever happened to them, and like apparently Jessica recounts a couple of her own misadventures. So I guess it's no surprise they're there until closing up time because that yeah. would take quite some time.
2: And the chemistry is clearly there. Definitely. And um, So he offers to uh, go home with her and she's like, uh, I drove. And he said, oh, I'll drive behind you just to make sure you get home safely. I mean, she does live about two miles away, surely. Because like, they're just in Guido. So not one of these places up the highway that they sometimes go to. <laughs> but <laughs> Jessica thinks he's such a gentleman. In fact, he's oh. perfect. Except for one thing. <gasps>
0: a neon green 125cc dirt bike. Oh.
2: Well, the next morning, Liz and Alice are having breakfast, and Alice jokes that Jessica has, uh, you know, had yet another late night uh, date the night before, um, and uh, maybe the only way to keep her at home is to give her a few uh, tasks like Liz's. And Liz <laughs> tells Alice just how badly she's doing about uh, with her challenges
0: yeah um she (laughs) Alice is like oh you know I I wish I could help you but I doubt they'd be any nicer to me than they were to you and like who the fuck are these guys in this (laughs) awful fucking building suppliers because they sound terrible they're monstrous awful but uh But yeah, then Liz is like, I don't suppose dad would be much help either, would he? Uh, And Alice is like, well, you know, you could ask him to go to the store with you and you might at least get waited on. Um, But Liz is like, no, you know, I need to do these things on my own. It wouldn't be right because she's already had Stephen show her how to change a tire. Um, So she's like, she doesn't want to to have to get help, like for all of these things. Um, But also... (laughs) um, uh, Alice is like well you know that, that is actually probably for the best the last time your father was let loose in a lumber store they convinced him to repanel the den yeah. <laughs> so poor Ned just can't be trusted with uh, any of these kind of things it seems like
2: um, again Alice is pretty funny she is yeah well at lunchtime April is trying to avoid Artie uh, who, uh, yeah, because they're at the same school. Which, but somehow she does not know him and has never had any interactions or awkward moments to, with him before. Despite the fact that him and Michael having, have having had this deadly feud for a whole year, and like, there's no way the school is that big. Like, oh
0: god, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, yeah, she didn't even know anything about him, and now he's apparently everywhere. Um, but yeah, of course, she has to try and avoid him now because of Michael's oh. stupid ultimatum. Um, so she feels like. Uh, you know he he is a really nice guy and she hates treating him this way but this is her effort to get Michael to chill the fuck out uh, and reckons you know trying to pursue a friendship with Artie was going to complicate things for her and Michael so she's literally like checking out hallways like scoping them out before she walks down oh, them uh, but like it's so sad but eventually gets uh, caught in the same corridor as Artie and uh, it's oh it's so bad because he's like oh hey April and she goes, Oh my God, I forgot my English book. And just like runs away in the other direction. So it's so obvious. And like, Artie clearly knows that she's dodging him. It's just like, Oh God, this is terrible.
2: Well, um, yeah, at lunchtime, she finds Michael and she suggests they do something uh, fun that evening because he wouldn't go bowling last night. And of course, he's planning to work on the bike. But I was like, Well, you did that last night. And he's like, Oh, that was my bike. Yeah, I want to work on your bike. And Abel suggests they go to a photo exhibition at the mall. And Michael is such a joyless churl. Like, he's, he goes, you mean you want to walk around looking at pictures? Yes, Michael, that's an exhibition. It's not a weird thing. I know, he's so unreasonable. Um, And when April's like, you know, I just want to
0: spend time with you when your head isn't in an engine. Uh, He's like, but what about the bike? There aren't that many nights left to work on. And like April is being, she could not be clearer that she just wants to hang out with him, to spend time with her boyfriend, doing anything that just doesn't involve the bikes. And he just is not listening or taking it in whatsoever. Like she could not be clearer with him.
2: Um, Yeah. And also she knows part of the reason he doesn't want to go to the exhibition was that he doesn't know anything about photography and he hates to be in a situation where he wasn't sure of himself. I mean, there are so many red flags that he is not a good boyfriend. And that's another one of them.
0: Like he's so joyless. He's so dull. He has no interests other than the bike. So there's just literally nothing to talk about with him or for them to go and do together unless he's messing around with suspension of a bike like he's so boring yes i just i don't know why she's with him like what oh i don't get it (laughs) i'm so annoyed
2: well she thinks that uh, he's got even more obsessive um about winning and uh, because even his biking doesn't seem to bring him joy just like i want to win i want to win i want to win i want to win that's the
0: thing like he, it's like he doesn't even enjoy it anymore and like April obviously wasn't enjoying it herself even anymore because he's just infecting her with his weird <laughs> attitude because when she rode that relay with Artie it, like she was actually excited about the race and it was like it was the first time in ages she had been like really excited and looking forward to a race and actually enjoying herself because Michael just sucks the fun out of everything.
2: Ugh. well then she has a she thinks that if, if he thought sleeping with his bike would help him he'd take it to bed with him every night and then she has an image of him taking his dirt bike into bed with him wearing striped pyjamas and the bikes wearing matching pyjamas and an old fashioned nightcap which is an extremely detailed mental image to have mm, very, well this is
0: what it's come to she has to just conjure up these kind of things to entertain herself <laughs> when she's hanging out with this fucking dud <laughs>
2: <laughs> well she laughs out loud she's so amused by this hairy hilarious <laughs> vision and when michael asks what's so funny she said she had an idea for a photograph mm. is that meant to be a punchline i don't know
0: i don't know is it just a callback to her wanting to go to a, an exhibition i don't uh, know
2: well um at the castle down wakefield uh jessica is in a hurry and alice asks if she's going out for a date tonight and jessica plays things down and says that um You know, it's not a big deal because she doesn't want to, you know, give too many details about Sam. But she does say what his name is. Mm -hmm. And Alice asks where she met him. And Jessica says, which is technically true, the Dairy Burger. So Alice is like, oh, cool. Well, to be fair, that that is exactly true, though. She
0: didn't actually see him at the race at all. It was just that he was there at the Dairy Burger after the race. And that was where she met him. So in fairness to Jessica, that is all 100% truthful.
2: True. She's (laughs) omitting to tell her something. That's fair. (laughs) Well, we cut to April's dream. (laughs)
0: oh god Uh, yeah she's having this dream about uh, her and Michael being on a date um, at a fair where he's like throwing a ball uh, at like a stack of milk cans trying to knock them over to win this like giant teddy bear Um, but his aim is terrible and he hits like everything in the booth other than these milk cans like it's the floor the ceiling the owner um, man to hit something in the booth next door but just can't knock these milk cans down Um, and it's all hilarious and wholesome and lovely and they're both laughing their asses off uh, and Then she wakes up smiling because apparently this was actually their first date.
2: Yes. So
0: So, like he he used to do things that didn't involve a bite. True.
2: Yes. Uh, She thinks that good, good, humoured, fun loving boy was still somewhere inside of Michael. I mean, it's clearly not. No, it's not. And also like they're both a lot of We're sort of there is a bit of a showing or telling us they're having fun because they just start laughing helplessly. But no, you know there isn't really enough reason for them to be laughing helplessly. Um, Like they could have shown a little bit more sort of fun apart from just Michael Mm -hmm. throwing some balls at milk cans. But they just keep saying, look, he used to be fun. He used to laugh. And it feels very forced
0: it does i guess yeah but uh but look she just this just kind of again like makes her even more convinced that she's going to have to just drag this side of michael out uh, if it's the last thing that she does um so she's got a real sense of purpose when he picks her up for school that morning um and she, straight away she gets into the car and she's like right vertigo is playing tonight at the plaza theater and we're going
2: and then michael is a total dick because he <laughs> imitates her high voice he goes hi mike how are you and she says it starts at eight and he's like, I'm fine. And you? It's like, fuck off, Michael. You literally ignore her all the time. So stop doing the whole like, oh yes, how are you? I'm fine. Bullshit. As if she was like being incredibly rude. You are way r- ruder than this constantly. He, he is consistently inconsiderate. And like, yeah, just
0: ignores things she says. and just bangs on about his fucking bike or her bike. Yeah. Um, and like, she's she's gotten into the car and fucking told him what she wants to do tonight. And he's just dicking around and he's like oh eventually he's like you know i hate to interrupt but what if i can't make it tonight what if i have something else to do and she's like she's very calm and she's like michael you've had something else to do every night this week if you want to be my boyfriend you'd better do something with me tonight something that i want to do or you can start dating your bike bravo good, good for you april yep. fair play to you
2: and he asks if it's an ultimatum she's like yes and then oh my god this is meant to be like hilarious because he's like mm. oh it's a tough decision oh do you need to get up every day early every day this week and she starts to get out but then he cracks up it's like gotcha it's like he's like this all the time so why is this an extreme thing like it's actually completely convincing that he could say something like this because he's been saying things like this for the whole book yeah, but now that he starts laughing,
0: like it just seems like he's just making fun of her. Yeah. Um, with all this, but apparently, you know, April laughs too, and this is more like the fun-loving boy she'd fallen in love with, and she gives him a hug. But like, I don't think they do go to Vertigo, or like anyway, I think we find out more about that. But like, you know, it's not that he even kind of says, "Oh no, you're right. Let's go hang out tonight and have fun and go yeah. to the cinema and do something you would like to do," because again, he's just never the one to compromise on anything, and I hate him so much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's and and even when he tries to be like hilarious it's extremely tedious
0: it's an unfunny joke and it's like how how did you ever bag April oh honest to god god he's
2: punching so, and Maria he's punching so far above the very point very
3: true oh my god
2: well meanwhile Jessica is in a hur- big hurry to get to school because uh, they're apparently seeding the books again hooray <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, apparently Lila went out last night with a new girl called Rose.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently Lila went out with her to see if she's going to be interested in joining Pi
2: Beta Alpha. <gasps> now, I have to warn everybody in advance that I have very strong memories of the next book. And Lila is actually irredeemably terrible in it. Oh, no, she does do that every so often, doesn't oh, she? Oh, this is really bad. Or a terrible queen. Yeah, yeah, she's she's so terrible that I don't know how we're going to get... Past oh, us, no. oh, erase it from our memories. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she woke up, and it was all a dream.
2: <laughs> 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 Would just, be the first time, <laughs> just for the future enjoyment of this podcast. <laughs> well, Liz says that Rose, the newcomer, is nice, but she's all distracted uh, by what happened at the hardware shop. But Jessica says she knows how to handle this sort of guy. Yeah. Uh she's yeah she says look i'll go with you
0: after school she's like trust me uh you know i i know i know how to take care of this because uh you know like you're all intimidated she's like you know i can see you need expert help i'm just the girl you need so um liz is like you know you don't know anything about carpentry but jessica's like as i always say you don't need to know how to change tires or build shells you just need to know something about male psychology
2: Mm. well i mean i think somebody working in the shop is going to get arrested because they're going to be (laughs) she with sixteen-year-old spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to lunchtime in the cafeteria and Todd says, How's my little carpenter today? Oh god. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah so Liz is actually quite glad that she's made a plan to to go there with Jessica that evening so she doesn't have to admit that she still hasn't got a single thing to put these shelves together uh so she's like oh you know all good planning to get started on it this afternoon and I'll have it done by the weekend So again how about you my little seamstress <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> um so uh yeah he admits Todd admits that he found sewing difficult and Liz as he should be grateful that she didn't give him something to do with buttons which is very Ooh. true. I've sewn quite a few things and I refuse to I think with buttons. <laughs> I made, see, a dress- okay. made a dressing gown which is quite complicated. Not a button Ooh. to be seen. <laughs> Not on your watch. <laughs> no way. Um, well, uh, Todd says, oh, maybe I'll quit while I'm ahead. And um, yes, they're still, they seem to be evenly matched.
0: True. Yeah, they both seem to be doing about as well as each other it seems mm. like so far.
2: Well, on the way to the hardware store, Jessica babbles on about Lila and Rose, but Liz is nervous about facing the grouchy salesman again. Uh, but um, uh, and, and she warns Jessica that the salesmen aren't like the boys Jessica's used to. But um, Jessica has no trouble getting the salesman's attention because he is clearly a giant creep. <laughs> yeah definitely uh, <laughs> Jessica's like
0: you know I worry about you sometimes you've been dating the one boy for too long so she just kind of heads off and uh, gets a guy's attention like he stands up straight couldn't help her enough uh, Liz is like turn away before he sees her like just about to laugh her ass off basically but it seems like yeah Jessica just flirts with the guy Yes. Uh, and is like beaming at him saying oh you I knew you'd know exactly what I needed <laughs> so he's uh super duper helpful helps them like pick out the piece of wood the what kind of a stain will look good on it and varnish brackets and bolts the whole lot draws him a diagram like carries everything out to the car he's like any problems you just give me a call um so Jessica's like oh don't worry we will uh, and thanks him for being a tremendous help and then turns to Liz afterwards like uh see told you so wasn't that very easy <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> Well, uh, Jessica or Liz does feel a bit like, I don't know if this is the best way to get results. But Jessica says you still have to put the shelf up by yourself, which is true. Like she's mm. only bought the materials.
0: That's true. This uh, is just a means to an end to get her even to start with this whole stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. And Jessica jokes, maybe she will have to offer her services to Todd to make sure, you know, it's, this is all fair. And Elizabeth mm-hmm. says she thought Sam was taking up most of Jessica's free time, which gives Jessica an excuse to go on about how wonderful Sam is. And this is genuinely surprised by her devotion
0: yeah she uh she kind of turns to her and she's like oh my god is this love him and leave him jessica wakefield talking mm-hmm. uh and just kind of like blushes and she's like you know i don't know what it is i've just never felt like about like this about anyone before i'm so happy and relaxed when we're together she says she feels more like herself than uh, than ever like when she's with sam and uh yeah liz is so astounded that uh cars behind her start beeping because she's <laughs> she's missing out on a green light and uh, she's so bamboozled by this turn <laughs> of events for jessica but they also are acting like AJ never happened because he was a serious boyfriend for oh, Jessica, in fairness.
2: My God, my notes just say, poor <laughs> old AJ. <laughs> Left for dead, like.
0: <laughs> poor guy. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, Jessica got on about she was so happy and relaxed and she never <laughs> felt more like herself. What, what yeah. was she like with AJ?
0: Poor AJ. Well, she, to be fair, I suppose the whole AJ thing was predicated on Jessica not being herself Oh um, at first anyway. So there was that. So yeah. I suppose she is actually from the start entirely being herself with mm. Sam or at least a nice version
2: of yeah. herself
0: because she is quite sweet with Sam, whereas we know she's a monster. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, wait till the next book gets going maybe there'll be oh, no. some trouble in paradise there. Well, um, Liz says, well, look, if it's this serious, you're going to have to tell Alice and Ned about him. But Jessica mm. says, there's no point in getting her parents upset over nothing. So she's going to just stay stum. Mm. We cut to April's house where she's happily humming as she prepares for her date with Michael. But she believes he's finally beginning to relax because he teased mm. her this morning. Oh, Jesus, <sighs> the standards are very low. Oh, Barry's underground. He's actually deigning to go to a film with her. I know like she saw so, it's
0: actually quite oh, sad how excited she is terrible. that he's willing to spend time with her doing something she'd like to do like this is this is depressing april i'm sorry but like you can do so much better than this
2: so much better and then the phone rings
0: oh man yeah so it's michael uh who comes bearing the news that apparently his dad has to work late tonight so he has to stay at home and babysit his little sister and April can't believe it she's like are you fucking serious and um, Michael's like you know I really want to go I've got to stay with Janie but like she's just like this is just him weaseling out of another date he wasn't able to come up with an excuse that morning but now he didn't have time to think of one and she's oh. like what about your mother why can't she look after her but apparently his mom is back in Texas still looking after the grandmother so he is like, you know, I'm really sorry. And I swear I'll make it up to you. But like, he's also been putting her off anytime she's tried to do anything. So like, this is kind of like a last straw for April. And she's just, she feels like he's making a fool of her. And, you know, how could she have believed he really cared about her? All he cares about is his fucking dirt bike. And she's like, he then says, oh yeah, why don't you come over here and we can get a pizza or something? And she's like, oh sure, we can order a pizza. And then she and Janie could both watch and polish his (laughs) clothes. So she's like, don't do me any favors. I'll go to the movies by myself and you can share your pizza with your
2: bike. Yes, April, yes. It's great. Oh my God, if this was only the last she saw of him, I'd be delighted. If only. Well, we cut to the cinema. April settles down with her soda and we're told she's been crying on and off since she hung up on Michael. He's not worth it, love. (laughs) It's not, my God. Um, But uh, who should sit down next to her? (gasps) Why, it's Artie. Clearly, her
0: kindred spirit. I mean seriously, they actually enjoyed you this company. They like the same movies. He's yeah. easy to talk to. He doesn't fucking stress her out before a big race. Like He's not
2: obsessed with f- pointless feuds with people who don't ugh. know
0: who they're feuding with him. Seriously, just write him right there in the cinema, April. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Stop messing around. <laughs> Forget
2: that, Michael. Happened <laughs> to him there, <laughs> <He grand. laughs> Well, um, yeah, she tries to hide her disappointment, though I personally would be very happy to see him instead of Michael because she apparently she thought Michael might turn up. Like,
0: no, yeah, she should be delighted to see her. <laughs> He's much better company.
2: So when the film ends, he asks her to go out for and get some food. And he says, look, I know that you've been avoiding me. I know it's because of Michael. So, look, I'm going to tell you exactly what went down between us. And so uh, she agrees.
0: Yeah, so they go to a place out of town so that nobody will see them and they won't end up fucking being dropped in it again what by say? someone. <laughs> like it's also fucking clandestine. But um, yeah, so she, as they drove, yeah, April explains to Artie a bit more about Michael and yeah, why she spent the week avoiding him. But like, there's nothing to explain. It's because of Michael. And he said, yes! don't hang out with Artie. Like, that's about it. But I suppose the fact that Michael is this angry is kind of news to, to Artie. Like he knew he was angry, but didn't realise how much and he's like look I never would have put you in the middle of all this if I'd known like just how fucking extreme Michael is about everything um so yeah April's like oh you know you didn't put me in the middle Michael did that so like she's not blaming Artie at all which again is fair because it is Michael that's the shithead in all of this yes very very much much so so. yeah
2: and uh yeah he um so he tells the the long story of their dispute Mm. and uh, he, you know, it's it's so frustrating. I want Archie to go. Do you know what? He is being really unreasonable about all this, and I'm sorry, but you know but he doesn't because he's so nice.
0: This is the thing, like Artie, like yeah, like Michael doesn't deserve a girlfriend like April or a friend like Artie. Um, because no. they're they're both fucking heads and shoulders above him. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So Artie just kind of explains that like since they were kids, they've always had this kind of friendly rivalry, like brothers, and he's like, you know, he always thought it was friendly, but as they got older, things got less and less friendly. And April's like, That sounds like Michael, and it's like, why are you with him?
2: It's so it's clearly
0: bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but then Artie's like, you know, it's it's both of our faults. So, but like by the time we got to high school he kind of says that like he was pretty full of himself and he used to like rub Mike the wrong way because like Mike was having trouble with his father and had to like work after school to save for his bike whereas Artie was just given his one so he kind of knew that Mike was resenting him for this kind of thing but then he had a big head so he's kind of yeah as he puts it like I had a big head and he had a chip on his shoulder so everything kind of eventually just became personal if they ever disagreed Michael took it as a criticism or a put down um but for a while you know with the dirt biking they were both so into it that that was still kind of common ground Hmm. they had but eventually they had kind of started having different ideas on how to do things and what lines to take. So even though they were on the same team, it felt like they were working against each other. But then like, this is apparently the girl they both loved. Mm. Uh, when Artie reveals, no, she is nameless and pointless. Um, so, yeah, Artie's like, oh, you know, we both fell for the same girl. She didn't ride bikes, but came to a lot of the rallies and they started trying to outdo each other to impress her, um, like getting a little bit reckless with it as well. So they had a big fight over this random unnamed girl, uh, mm. challenge each other to a oh. race like around Seca Lake, where apparently it's kind of dangerous and there's all these steep inclines. But, um, yeah, so we got to a point then where in the race, Artie like swerved suddenly to miss a hole on his line, like some kind of pothole or something. So mm. Michael had to pull to the right sharply. But he ended up going down a slope, uh, like losing control of the bike. Um, but Artie didn't notice because he was just so delighted that he was winning. Um, but yeah, so this like this is what this whole fucking thing <laughs> is is predicated on because, um, you know, Michael wasn't super badly injured because he'd all his protective gear on. Oh, it was on, fine. But it was the last day they ever spoke to each other because even though it was an accident, michael doesn't think that way he thinks he deliberately sabotaged him so he'd win um and just like would not speak to him wouldn't let him explain wouldn't let him see him in hospital and in the end like reasonably enough Ariti got really mad because he was like you know we've been friends for ages why would you think that i would risk your life and like try to fucking kill you come on but like as far as michael was concerned this was it and they were done uh and and this is why michael has such a fucking vendetta against him now <laughs>
2: oh my god it's so tedious and yeah we never find out that we, the the name of the girl neither of them got her it was this is the most misleading title of all time so misleading but also it turns out at the end that oh, this yeah. girl
0: was uh she was coming to the races to watch her boyfriend didn't even know either of them existed so the Ugh. whole thing was completely fucking pointless
2: <laughs> like the title of this book Yes. <laughs> well, um oh my God. this just got Jupiter and Jupiter. This book is making me so angry. Uh, I know,
0: even as I was reading it out and explaining it, I was like, this is so boring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're getting as angry as Michael himself. Because yeah. <laughs> when Artie gives April a lift home, who should be sitting in her front porch with a bunch of flowers? Oh my God, it's Michael. <laughs> So, of course, he's fucking delighted to see Artie pull
0: up with April.
2: (laughs) And Artie, because he's a normal human being, thinks, look, I can explain everything, but April knows that Michael uh, won't take any explanations well. And uh, very true. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. So he, like, drops the flowers and, like, runs down shouting. "Like, Oh, "Oh, my God. God." He's so aggressive. He's aggressive and he's a fucking drama queen. Like, he just really needs to cool the jets. But, uh, yeah, it's just, again, shouting and screaming, what's going on? Is this what happens the minute I turn my back? Um, And then, like... April like before she can move he's yanked open the car door uh and he's just roaring like saying what an (gasps) idiot I am sitting around waiting to apologize to you you're out having a good time with him uh and April's like look if you just let me explain and he just keeps yelling over saying like explain what I spent the night miserable because I couldn't be with you while you're going out with my
2: worst enemy oh my god (laughs) like what is (laughs) calm fuck down Michael um because yeah lights are going on up and down the street um April is trying to shut him up but he keeps ranting and roaring. and um eventually Artie tells him April's too good for him and this is what we've been saying for the entire book
0: honestly like Artie is entirely right but uh Yeah, April's just like, oh my God, she's like, Michael, just just come inside with me. But then Michael just flips out at Artie for what he just said and he's like, April and I were doing just fine till you came along. But like, no, they weren't, because from the very beginning of this book, you've been a dickhead. Um, so he's just yelling at Artie, grabbing him by his jacket and saying, Have you dedicated your life to ruining mine? Um but like neither one of them are paying any attention to April at this stage and they're both just Roaring and shouting with their fists clenched. Um, but uh, April's like,
2: she needed a miracle. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that <laughs> miracle arrives. <laughs> Gloriously. <laughs> and yes, how it's... could it be? <laughs> Uh, yes, this is it.
0: like Michael takes a step towards Arty. Things are escalating uh, very quickly, and then the miracle appeared. Short and balding, yeah. it took the form of Dawson, April's father, in his old plaid robe,
2: waving hey! a broom in the air.
0: <laughs> it's the waving of the broom in the air. I think I that mean, really sells it. Yes,
2: I do like that part.
0: <laughs> Great. Yeah. So he just starts. He just is like, right, fuck this. He's like, I'm counting to ten, and then I'm calling the police. Do you oh, hear me?
2: Do <laughs> he
3: it. <laughs>
2: And while Mr. Dawson is waving a broom around (laughs) in a dressing gown, Michael's like, oh, Artie, you're such a big man. Why don't you race me and prove how big you really are? And April's like, don't do it. And Artie is like, yeah, look, I'm not doing this. Um, And then Michael just, because Artie has some sense, but Michael taunts him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like Marty McFly, like being called chicken. chicken. It's basically that, um, because Michael's like, oh, you're afraid to race me because you know I'll beat you unless you cheat. So Artie's like, all right, fine, you're on tomorrow afternoon, two o'clock at the lake. uh, And yeah, this is this is going to be the solution, apparently another stupid fucking race around the lake.
2: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Actually, before we get into all that nonsense, maybe we should take a little break and calm ourselves the hell down.
2: (laughs) Yes, we will. Uh, because, as you know, listeners, we're part of our rants uh, are <laughs> uh, um, we, we love ranting and uh, we are enabled to rant by the Headstuff Podcast Network. And there are many other amazing shows on the network that aren't as enraged as us. And we'd like to tell you about one of them. It's called Their Only Stories. Yeah, so it's a brand new show to the network uh, and uh, yeah,
0: it's a podcast that celebrates storytelling and the people behind the stories. So each week there's a new audio drama followed by an interview with the writer. So it's a real cool kind of two for one kind of situation um and the first season only just kicked off there in the last week or two so for this first season they're celebrating all things horror which is pretty cool Mm. if you're not quite ready to to let go of halloween which is very understandable to be honest um so yeah so it sounds like a good creepy listen and uh, if that's something you think you'd be into you can have a little listen to it here
1: they're only stories a new anthology drama podcast that celebrates stories and the writers behind those stories i go
0: like the hounds of hell are after me good to know.
1: Premiering on the 17th of October on the Headstuff Podcast Network Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Their Only Stories is produced by Riot's Productions in association with the Headstuff Podcast Network and funded by the Arts Council of Ireland Yes,
2: you and should be party. And now back to Sweet Valley, where everything's topsy-turvy, because Jessica's not only up early, she's in the basement doing everyone's laundry
0: It's very confusing and Ned is
2: very, (laughs) uh, doesn't know what's going on. He's completely bamboozled by this development. (laughs) Understandably. And uh, yeah, it's apparently she wants to make sure she has a clean outfit for her date. And um, so she's not only washing her own clothes, she's doing everybody else's as well. And Alice thinks this new boy is a good influence on her, but Ned isn't optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, he can. Ned's like
0: uh, putting a frying pan on the table or something. He's like, he won't last. He said gloomily. These boys never do. You barely have time to learn their names and then they're gone. Oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, don't bother. I mean, worth the effort. Fairness, Ned. This one isn't going to be around for that oh, much longer. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, Alice thinks this guy might be different. He sure is because... Uh, She's going to have a little accident in about 10 books. Uh, <laughs> Let's stop foreshadowing
0: poor Sam and enjoy him while we have him.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I can't.
0: <laughs> the cloud of doom all, hangs over
2: him. It does. Um, well, uh, yeah, he Jessica seems different this time. She asks Elizabeth what she thinks, but um, Elizabeth changes the subject because she's scared of mentioning dirt bikes and she drags <laughs> Enoch away to fix the shelf. So... The girls have nearly finished varnishing the shelves. of so uh, you know, it's all it's all ready to go up on the wall. But then hmm. Enid surprises Liz. She thinks uh, she should quit while she's ahead.
0: Yeah, she says that an awful lot can can go wrong when you're putting up shelves. Uh, and says did I ever tell you what happened to my aunt Nancy? Um, and Enid says she drove a, n- a nail right through the hot water pipe. You should have seen the mess. But uh, but Liz is like, oh no, you you couldn't put a nail through. Through a copper pipe. And she's like, oh, Aunt Nancy did. And Winston Egbert put the lights out in his house for 10 hours once trying to attach something to a wall.
2: <laughs> and actually, I like that they don't, they clearly haven't made it, you know, a, a gendered thing because she likes. Yes. All the, the other cases are, you know, there's Aunt Nancy, who is the owner of the cabin, if I remember right, the ski cabin. Is oh, oh, my God. Yes, you're right. Yeah. But then there's, you know, Winston and Edith's Uncle Bob. And uh, so Edith clearly is scared of DIY in general. Yes. But... <laughs> yeah.
0: She has a lot of horror stories and she's just like, I am not getting involved yeah. in this.
2: <laughs> well, we cush to the tennis court where Jessica is playing Sam and uh, we're reminded that she is an amazing tennis player. But she's met her match
0: oh yeah so she she says that's it because they've they've tied the score or something and she's like right no more miss nice person she's like I want to see you run around a bit um so yeah they're both just playing really hard but they're so well matched that uh I think they both end up calling it a tie or something but um yeah they're also just having a really lovely time and like laughing loads and just getting on so well and it is very cute um so yeah, it
2: I'm is.
0: quite like charming. Yes, it is. Yeah. So Sam is just like, oh, you know, a terrific tennis player and a great sense of humor. Uh, he's still smiling, but a note of seriousness to come into his voice. Um, and uh, yeah, they have some cute banter then because Jessica's like, oh, all that, and I'm a natural blonde. But he's like, oh, you're sure this isn't a wig? And kind of starts pulling at her hair a bit. <laughs> and it's really cute. cute and Jess is really, cute. she's properly falling for Sam. Yeah. Um, and she kind of realises, like, just how much she likes him. But then, of course, the kind of niggling doubt about, you know, God, what are my parents going to say when she when they find out I've fallen for a dirt biker? <gasps> um, so, yeah, she, uh, she is having a lovely time, but then kind of jumps up and is like, oh, God, I was supposed to be home, like, an hour ago. Um, so she does kind of run away a little bit. But... Uh, Oh no, she tries to run yes. away. <laughs> but
2: then she sort of freezes and he's like, was yeah. it something I said? And they kiss.
0: Oh. <laughs> so there, yeah, things are, are getting serious between right. them and it's it's very cute. Yes,
2: she does say uh, when they're kissing, I did try, didn't I? <laughs> Which I guess means <laughs> she paused for like two seconds.
0: That counts as trying for Jessica, I think.
2: <laughs> well, we cut to the casa where Liz is wielding a drill and she manages to put up the shelves and rightly feels very proud. Absolutely, yeah. So she's...
0: And you know she's she's being very taking it very seriously, making mm. sure everything's been marked out evenly. You know that old measure twice, cut once yeah. kind of vibe, and uh, being very conscientious. But um, yeah, so she she's very pleased with herself, and it's looking good.
2: So uh, yeah, good good sense of accomplishment there from her. <gasps> but then the phone rings, and it's April. Because for some reason, she's looking to talk to Sam about what to do about this dangerous Artie Michael race. And she thought he might be with Jessica. But of course, this is just a convenient excuse for St. Liz to go, are you sure you're all right, April? And April <laughs> revealed, all
0: so, yes, Liz has grabbed her oar to stick it right in and, uh, and get herself involved. But uh, yeah, because she's like, oh, my God, April, are you OK? So um, apparently the gentle voice was all April needed. And she blurts out the whole thing about how she feels that something terrible is going to happen and fills Liz in on the feud between Michael and Artie and the run in from the previous night and that they're going having this race now, which previously has ended up being something quite dangerous. Um, so, yeah, she's like, OK, look, I'm, I'm on my way. Me and Nina are going to pick you up in five minutes um, and, and go I don't know, try and stop the race, I guess, because now Liz is involved, so everything's gonna be okay.
3: (laughs)
2: God, Now they head off. We cut to the lake where Michael says he wants to do the same route they ran on their last deadly encounter. And Artie says it's too dangerous, but Michael's like, You owe me this. I won't take a no for an answer. Well, the motto of the Sweet Valley Boys. Well, I guess one of them's actually saying it out loud. So Artie stands firm and says, no, I'm not doing this until Michael does another Marty McFly. Uh, yep. Ch- 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 <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and ju- so Artie gives in. And just as they're about to set off, April arrives and begs them to call off the race. But of course, Michael refuses.
0: Ugh, yeah, like as, as usual, um, because she yeah he just will not listen to her and she's like you know Liz comes up and it's like you could at least listen uh Michael's like no I couldn't Ugh, but then
1: in so fairness awful. Art
0: like she, she kind of then tries Artie but he's also just quite stubborn about all this and she's like Artie you know you can see what a stupid idea this is but Artie's like you know I've got my pride too I can't back out now so there's no talking them out of this race unfortunately and uh they go yeah, on your market set, and they are off over this frightening rough terrain.
2: Yes, and of course, within seconds, Michael is swerving into Artie's path, and uh, Artie swashes uh, is swerved off course and pitch is pitched over the handlebars and crashes to the ground. Oh,
3: fuck's sake!
0: Yeah, and like this was Michael doing this on purpose. Yeah. Like, he he drove into it's Artie's monstrous. path. He's just the fucking worst. So yeah, obviously everyone's freaked out and really worried about Artie. So. They uh, they reach him at the same time that Michael does, and uh, yeah, he's like, "Oh, well, let me look at him," and he's all pale and, and frightened looking. And April's like, "Haven't you done enough? If you weren't so stubborn, this never would have happened." She's like, "Why don't you just get out of here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is Michael's fault. Like,
2: he's such an asshole. <laughs> it's terrible." Mm-hmm. So we cut to the hospital where April, Archie, uh, oh sorry, April, Elizabeth, Edith. And Michael um, are waiting to hear whether Artie will be okay. But Michael's sitting on his own. And April, or Elizabeth tells April that, look, he looks so upset. But April rightly says he should be upset. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, Then Michael kind of
0: comes over to them with like his hands in his pockets and looking at the floor. And he's like, April, I want to apologise for everything. The way I treated Artie, the way I've treated you. But like April is just staring through him like in complete silence. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, this afternoon made me see how wrong I was. Accidents really do happen. You know, I see this now. And April's like, it's too late to say you're sorry. It's way too late to say you were wrong. You should have patched things up with Artie months ago, but instead you blamed him for everything. Uh, she stood up so quickly that he fell over, which I love. <laughs> I do he's like that sprawling, too. the asshole. So she's like, look, for your sake, I hope Artie's okay because you have no one to blame but yourself. And she just strides away
2: down the hall. And honestly, good for you, April. Oh my God. If it just ended there, I'd be happy. Oh, so happy. I wish it did end there. (laughs) Well, we cut to Monday morning and Liz tells Alice she and Todd are visiting Artie in hospital after school because Todd is his great friend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. Apparently he just has a cracked rib and a sore shoulder, so it'll be grand. I don't know why he's still in hospital, by the way, because he's there for like four days. He's there for quite a while, because they do seem they're like relatively minor injuries, but then if, if he's in hospital for this long they're um, not that minor, lads. <laughs> they just always cracked a rib, though. So I don't know what. Well, Actually, yeah, that sounds bad. That sounds... Well, cracking rib, they can't even put you in a the plaster. They just send you home. Oh, God. My sister recently fractured her spine and they just kept her in for oh. one night. And, um, Jesus. I know. She is in pretty, <laughs> she's in a back race like Deanie from the Judy Bloom book until Christmas. The poor thing. But oh. she was only in for like two nights. And Artie's well. in for longer. And he's just cracked <laughs> her rib. <laughs> poor Artie so uh, yeah uh, he's uh, he's in hospital and his great friend Todd is visiting and, and of course this gives Alice a, re- a reason to re- remind everybody how much he hates bikes and how dangerous they are mm. and uh, Alice or Jessica clears her throat and announces that dirt bike racing is a very well organised sport and it's got a very good safety record oh <laughs> 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 uh but Alice isn't depressed, and Liz looks at no. Elizabeth or sorry Jessica looks at Elizabeth with a pleading expression hoping she'll like defend dirt bikes and uh Liz does say look this was just an accident
0: yeah, she's like, look, you know, accidents can happen anywhere. Artie and Michael are, are both excellent and experienced dirt bike riders. Um, so this is her little attempt to kind of defend the sport a bit <laughs> for Jessica. But uh, yeah, and she's like, you know, from from what I understand there, the riders are very well protected. And there's very, oh, no, this is Ned actually chiming in yeah. saying that the riders are very well protected. And there's some very strict rules. How have he know so much you know, about
2: dirt bike riding? <laughs>
0: well I don't know uh <laughs> but he does <laughs> but yeah Alice is still just like not having it she's like you know I'm just glad none of our children are foolish enough to be involved in anything like that you know especially after what happened to Liz um so Liz is kind of like okay just like changes the subject very quickly to uh her list of tasks so she has one left to do apparently and then she's done
2: <sighs> and uh Yes, uh, it's uh, it's it's changing a washer. And Ned says mm. he can help because washers have always been one of my specialities. And Alice starts to say, aren't you the man who flooded? And Alice, Mr. Wakefield said quickly, cutting her off, that happened years ago, long before washers became my speciality. Mm. <laughs> It's a really kind of, it's a very funny
0: little, like, affectionate picture we have of Ned yeah. in this book, where he's just kind of like slightly bumbling, doing his best with DIY, but never quite managing to pull it off kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's very endearing. It is. Yeah.
2: So Liz arrives at the hospital after school, um, and uh, when she and Todd get into Artie's um private room where he is still <laughs> luxuriating with his single cracked rib. April is already there and she's heading home but she tells Archie she'll be back there in a, an hour or two after doing her homework and when she leaves, Archie says he's grand but he's just worried about April because she refuses to talk about Michael or the accident. Mm.
0: Yeah that's it because like she won't talk about how she really feels and he's worried that like she's just bottling everything up mm. um, and Liz like shakes her head sadly because she knows everything about April now as well <laughs> and says uh, you know I know what you mean and she's also tried to talk to her but she says she's fine and they both know that she's not um, and Artie's like look she's she's so furious on my behalf apparently April told Michael that Artie didn't want to see him at the hospital which isn't actually yeah. the case at all so she's really just on a rampage against Michael at this mm. stage
2: So uh, while they're there Todd Steele stealing- So with Artie's chocolates but Artie says go ahead he'd rather have a burger and fries from the dairy burger (laughs) which I mentioned because it does become relevant later on so Todd and Liz leave and Todd says he's worried about Michael because he's also his great pal (laughs) Uh, and he passed Michael's house earlier and Michael was working on his bike like a man possessed (gasps) yeah he
0: stopped to talk to him for a few minutes uh, but he got the feeling that Michael's bike is the only thing holding him together
2: and Liz realises that it's April who's made Michael feel he's not welcome at the hospital. And Liz wishes they could show Michael that he is welcome. <laughs> he shouldn't be. So angry. With <laughs> him, Stew. Yes. Well, Elizabeth and Todd stop with the dairy burger. And Todd admits that his tasks have actually been harder than he was getting on. And uh, he uh, made a ball at the supermarket trip. He just bought whatever he felt like it, and not what they actually needed in the house. So... Um, and also people kept yelling at him in the aisles, which seems very yeah. odd. What sort of supermarket
0: is this? this is, it sounds like a really aggressive supermarket. Yes. Where like he'd stop for a second to pick out a melon or take a box of spaghetti off the shelf. And the next thing you knew, someone would be screaming at him for blocking the aisle. And like, what is this shop? It's like, it does sound quite intimidating. Um, but yeah, so he had a terrible time trying to do the shopping and like couldn't find anything. Mm. Um, and yeah, as you said, he, he just bought whatever he wanted instead of actually you know the things they would need for the week oh, so my God, todd, you uh, yeah so his mom is not impressed he's like back in their house now they have two chocolate cake mixes and no paper towels <laughs> yep
2: well i mean todd like you could have thought this through um <laughs> so yeah liz is uh is highly amused by all this and she's convinced she's going to win but todd says i wouldn't count my waters before they're tightened if i were you Oh. <laughs> um, well, we cut to Thursday evening. a guess quite a terrifying scene when we're told that Jessica's entrances were usually loud and attention grabbing, like the explosion of a small bomb. But on this Thursday evening, she had materialized silently. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is frightening. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she tells Liz that she doesn't understand what's happening to her. She can't stop thinking about Sam. Elizabeth says, the patient's in love. (laughs) Dr. Liz's diagnosis yeah so jessica's like oh my god is this what
0: it's like it's awful uh but really the worst part is all the secrecy she's like no wonder romeo and juliet killed themselves <laughs> they probably got tired of pretending their parents they were going out for pizza when they were really going to meet each other um so yeah liz, liz is like look there's an easier way to deal mm-hmm. with this problem and it's to just tell our parents the truth yes um and Jessica's like, oh, no, but, you know, you heard it this morning. If she finds out Sam's into dirt biking, she won't let me talk to him on the phone, let alone go out with him. Um, but Liz is like, oh, you know, you can't be sure of that. They're always fair. Um, but Jessica is extremely unconvinced because she was like, no, they're not. They're not always fair. What about the time mom suspended my allowance for nothing? And then we get a little. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like this. Jessica's $400 phone bill from calling the teen party line.
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, So Liz just keeps insisting to Jessica that it'll be better if she tells the truth, but Jessica Mm. isn't convinced. And when she asks Lila for advice, Lila says she shouldn't tell them and says, you know the old saying, ignorance is bliss. Well, as long as your parents are ignorant, you could be in bliss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So she's getting conflicting advice here from everybody.
2: (laughs) Indeed. Well, April calls into a deli on her way home from the hospital and she's all confused. She shouldn't be confused.
0: Uh, I know. Like she's, yeah, she's happy that Artie is recovering so well, but she's also miserable um, because of Michael, because she's so furious with him. Um, So yeah, she's like, she never wants to speak to him again as long as he lives. Uh, And like, even though she knows that Artie uh, like might be willing to forgive Michael for what had happened, she was not willing to do so. Uh, And she's been avoiding Michael, like not returning his calls, And just kind of hoping he'd leave her alone. (laughs) But apparently every time, every time she turned the corner, there he was wanting to speak to her. (laughs) And he keeps calling her house as well. So she's just really annoyed and fed up and tired of this whole thing. And uh, yeah, she's miserable because she's, she felt as though she lost her best friend too because apparently for some reason she actually misses Michael even though I don't know why because (gasps) there is nothing good about him (sighs) and nothing to miss.
2: (laughs) How? She couldn't stop remembering his positive qualities including his sense of humor what that's weird his strength and his fearlessness I mean he's fucking Mm -hmm. terrified of being shown up by Archie Western. Yeah he's a reckless obsessive dickhead. Oh my god like each to their own I mean (laughs) I speak as somebody who has had not one, but two slightly dubious dreams about Roman from succession in the last... (laughs) (laughs) But I judge you, April! (laughs) There's no judgement.
0: Well, I can't judge you for that because I also love Roman and I'm also currently fucking obsessed with the priest from Midnight Mass. So like, that's really (laughs) putting a number on me at the minute, I have to say.
2: (laughs) The heart wants what it wants. We are both proof of this with our unwholesome crushes. And yes... <laughs> and yes, we judge you, April.
0: Yes, we still do.
2: And <laughs> Michael enters the deli looking all sad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, April kind of panics um when she sees him. Uh she's like, she couldn't let him see her, and the last thing she wants to do is talk to him because she's so confused. Uh so she kind of just tries to kind of shuffles around the shop to try and just avoid them altogether. But as she's like tiptoeing around the place, um, she just bumps into him, I think. Yes. uh, I like that he hides behind
2: some crackers when she's trying to avoid him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is true actually it feels relatable to be honest <laughs> um, but yeah apparently she feels like if michael was really sorry he'd pull out of the race that's coming up uh, especially apparently he's racing with one of the younger bikers some guy called roy yeah. uh in the relay competition and michael must know he didn't stand a chance of winning with someone as inexperienced as roy but oh, uh, roy. she's just like oh he's, he's i know yeah fuck roy apparently <laughs> but um but yeah she's just like oh he's so single-minded and obsessed with winning that's all he cares about uh he doesn't care that Artie's in the hospital Uh, and yeah as she's thinking all this uh, she then bumps into Michael and (sighs) she's so shocked that she just runs away
2: yeah I mean keep running that's all I could say Just keep going. So on Friday morning, Artie wakes up in his hospital bed where he still is despite (laughs) having just cracked a single tip.
0: Oh my god. Well, this is the fucking Sweet Valley doctors doing their usual, probably, where it's like, no, Artie, the only way to get better is to fucking really (laughs) want it or something. His his positive mental attitude isn't up to scratch yet, so he's not being discharged. (laughs)
2: Well, he wakes up with the smell of dairy burger burgers.
0: Ooh, yeah, he thinks he might be hallucinating or something. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he can can definitely smell them and then sees Michael standing in the doorway with a a bag from the dairy burger.
2: Yes, and uh, he has not only... Three three burgers. <laughs> a lot
0: of burgers. But also <laughs>
2: chips and uh I think he's got a he's got like, like a coke a m- there as well. Milkshake yeah. or
0: soda or something,
2: yeah. So he apologises for everything and says look he just kept blaming Archie for everything that was wrong with him and he doesn't understand why he did it and uh Artie tries to claim some responsibility, but Michael says no, he's the bad guy and I won't argue. Hmm. But then, of course, he makes it all about him being a big fucking drama queen. It's like, yeah. I'm going to give up biking forever. That's how much my friendship means. Your friendship means to me. Like, why are you giving uh, up biking? That is Nobody no asked you to do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh, to prove I'm sorry to April. And Archie asks him about the big rally that is happening, I guess, the next day. And Michael admits he was trying to prove to himself that he could be a winner whatever happened. But now he knows his obsession with winning is destructive. And Archie's like... I know you also ride for the love of the sport. <laughs> Do it for both of us. Michael like oh. smiles. Are you meant to be touched? Because I'm not. Oh, I know. Yes, extremely not. <laughs> well, later April calls in and she jokes about smelling the cheeseburgers and wonders if Todd and Ken, Artie's great friends who have never <laughs> talked to him in eighty books, <laughs> delivered the burgers. But she's dis- <laughs> shocked to discover who really did.
0: Yeah. So when he says it's uh it was Michael, um, she's kind of like, Oh, well, that, that was nice of him, what a guy. And uh <laughs> Artie explains that Michael came over to patch things up between them and he's glad that he did. Uh, but April is still kind of unimpressed and she's like, Oh, well, he waited long enough. Um, but Artie is like, you, you know, we really we understand ourselves and each other a lot more now. And she kind of tries to talk her around and, you know, get across the point that like he forgives Michael and they're actually back on good terms again. Uh-huh. Um and like April just isn't really having it. She's like, doesn't he understand he could have gotten you both killed? I hope he feels awful. He deserves it. Uh, and Artie's like, look, you're you're wrong. He has nothing to feel guilty about. He does. I disagree. He
2: does. Disagree.
3: Yeah.
0: disagree quite vehemently here, Artie. But look, <laughs> I guess it's your call. <laughs> so um, he says, you know, I agreed to do this race in the first place. You know, so it's it's on me as much as it's on him. Although, you know, Michael still went out in front of you on purpose. But anyway, um, yeah. So he says, look, I, I wanted him to to go and, and do this fucking race <laughs> he really misses you uh, he just kind of fills around on everything that happened basically we're kind of just getting yeah. the whole conversation Ugh, again and, I uh, don't care about it none none at all but yeah he does he does tell her look Michael said he wanted to give up racing and that Artie had to kind of talk him out of it so that does actually surprise April mm. that he had said that at all um but Artie said look you know I told him to go do this race because he wasn't going to so I said I told him to go win it for the both of us
2: and April is upset about this mm. um, because, of course, Michael's made it all about him being mm, like, I will sacrifice my beloved racing that nobody has asked me to sacrifice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just causing trouble. Like the big yeah. dickhead he is. Mm-hmm. Well, we cut to the Wakefield house where Jessica can't believe Liz is staying home on Friday night to fix a sink, especially when <laughs> Jessica needs that sink to get ready for a date with Sam. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah she's like you may have given up your social life to become a plumber but i haven't
2: oh. <laughs> well alice pops up but it's like look even out with this guy practically every night um how have, how come you haven't introduced him to us um and uh says does he have two heads or something and jessica <laughs> says he has one very cute head
0: <laughs> yeah so alice is kind of trying to fish for details um to try and figure out what the hell is going on and why they haven't met him yet yeah there's a great bit where she's like um oh god he's not a phony frenchman is he don't tell him he wants to be an undertaker because these are all of course things that jessica has come up against yes. before. <laughs> but uh jessica's giving nothing away anyway so alice is like turns to liz and she's like do you know anything about this boy uh and liz is like i've never actually seen him but from what i've heard he's very nice <laughs> But like even when Jessica leaves, then she can hear Alice still asking Liz questions she's like, he's not another rocket is he? Is he older? Like what's going on here? So she's really trying to figure out or
2: get to the bottom of what this mystery boy is all about. And rightly so, um, mm. because Jessica is being quite mysterious. So after their movie date, Sam and Jessica head to get Mexican food where they discuss their outrageous ideas for tacos, most of which I'm pretty sure are on sale in Dublin right now.
0: Yeah, they're all dessert sounding tacos, mm. to be fair.
2: And then he says, I really want to meet your parents because he is the only teenage boy who wants to meet their girlfriend's <laughs> parents <laughs> after a <laughs> week. Exactly, yes. You know what? Good for you, Sam, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so Jessica's like, oh, they're working late all the time. And Sam is like, OK, like there's no pressure. But, you know, I want us to be official. <gasps> oh. And Jessica's heart leaps because she's been waiting for this moment. And uh, Sam is the boy of her dreams. Apart from his bike. Oh, no. Yeah, this is
0: the thing. This is the one kind of fly in the ointment. She just feels Mm -hmm. like as soon as her parents find out about that, they're just going to keep her away from
3: him.
2: Yes. But um, somehow she's smiling, which doesn't make sense because she's all worried. But Sam is like, oh, what are you smiling about? And she says she thought of the best taco filling, pineapple, aubergine, avocado and fried egg. I would 100% eat one without aubergine, avocado and fried egg that actually that does sound like something you would get at a brunch doesn't it yeah not the pineapple that does sound disgusting well
0: (laughs) well, some people like pineapple on whatever but uh, yeah I suppose the whole point of their game was to try and come up with like an outrageous taco but yeah as I say it just sounds like a brunch taco yeah Um, that's pretty tasty pineapple on the side (laughs) if you
2: (laughs) must Well, meanwhile, April is lost in her thoughts. And it's basically just, oh, I love Michael. I really miss him. Maybe Artie's right. Oh, maybe is a lesson. I'm going to show him I believe in him. And I know just how to do it. (sighs) Why? God. God, skip to the next thing, quick. Yes, well, <laughs> it's just back at the Castell Wakefield and poor Liz is falling asleep where Jessica appears and turns on the fucking light. Oh, oh can you imagine? So oh my god, you'd be raging. <laughs> and then she gives poor Liz an exhaustive account of her date with Sam, but the only problem is that he wants to meet her parents. And Liz says, I really think having one steady boyfriend is going to be good for you. A slapper. God, fuck
0: off. Also, again, poor AJ.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Oh, AJ, we hardly knew you. Really, like my God. <laughs> God out of sight, out of mind. Big time, my goodness. Mm, well, um the next day jessica uh because liz is mending the tap jessica has been forced to go to do errands at the mall mm. and uh of course she can't resist going to the music center and buying loads of tapes and a jamie peters t-shirt and she's there for so long that she uh, she realizes that she hasn't arranged a time for to meet sam at the rally and um she's now running late Uh Uh-oh. And watch it happen when she heads home. Oh, no.
0: Well, this is it. She gets home and suddenly sees Sam's dirt bike in the driveway.
2: (gasps) He's in the Casadel Wakefield. Oh,
0: shit. So, yeah, she's freaking out um, and thinks that any any chance she ever had of happiness has been snatched from her hands. She might as well go to Tibet after all. (laughs) (laughs) Except then the door
2: opens and who should come out but a beaming
0: Alice yeah she's really happy uh smiling away seeming happy and calm uh standing right beside sam's bike and uh jessica's like what the fuck is happening here so uh yeah alice is like oh i thought i heard your car hurry up sam's been waiting nearly an hour for you he was just about to leave for the race and jessica's like whoa she's either gone into shock or wasn't and wasn't understanding what her mother was saying or aliens had taken over her body So, yeah, Jessica's very um, apprehensive about this whole situation and kind of slowly and cautiously gets out of the car. She's <laughs> like, Are you all right? But um, yeah, it, it turns out that, um, yeah, Alice is like, You know, let me unload the car, you get ready to go. And Jessica's like, What are you letting me go to the rally? Because apparently, They've met Sam now. He's he's told them all, and he's completely won the parents over. Although I feel like we've been cheated out of actually seeing that conversation,
2: yes, because it does kind
0: of just skip to Ned and Alice being delighted with Sam and thinking he's a fine young man and all the yes, rest of
2: um. they're, uh, yeah, and they trust him when he says that he never let her get in a bike, basically. Mm. So, yeah, everybody's delighted. Yeah. Um, uh, so, we cut to the rally, and Michael is delighted. Amy, or Amy, Archie has come to cheer him mm. on, but he wishes he was riding with uh, him or April today because Roy isn't really up to it. Poor old Roy. <laughs>
0: this guy Roy has really got screwed over (laughs) he really
2: did well Artie says look if you get a lead in the good half um, or the first half because he's doing the first Mm. half of the race Roy might be able to you know take advantage of your lead and uh, win the second and Michael said well he hoped that but now the course has been changed that the second half is more tricky so they don't really have a chance
3: Mm.
2: and Michael goes off and uh, Artie thinks how bad it is that that You know, Michael doesn't have a chance of winning. And frankly, don't know why you care. So (laughs) the race begins. Michael has the lead. He passes the flag to Roy. And as Roy sets off, Michael returns to the starting line, I guess, or the finishing line. I guess it's the same thing if they're doing a circus. Where he joins Artie and Sam and Jess. And he's impressed by Roy's moves. Yeah, he thinks maybe he's been underestimating him. That this guy can really ride, uh,
0: so he's kind of he's so impressed, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you you won't believe how uh, how how good Roy is doing." Because like Artie's asking how it's going, but um, yeah, then Jessica spots him off in the distance, and she's like, "Look, look, isn't that one of them now?" So um, yeah, just coming over the rise, there's two riders side by side, and uh, the blue one is some guy from up the coast, or the blue bike, and then yes. the other like is Roy uh so everyone's very invested now and it looks like Roy might actually get this but the train is so tricky it's really dangerous and everyone's really silent and it, that's, it sounds very dangerous so I don't know why they've made oh this like God. change to the course to like put all these teens Terribly at risk anyway,
2: dangerous
0: yeah it sounds ridiculous but yeah Michael is like oh you know I hope Roy isn't pushing himself too hard but as he says it then he's like wait a minute that's not Roy that's April on the <gasps> bike and she's like, don't be ridiculous. April's at home. But uh, Michael's like, no, that's April. I know it is. Roy couldn't ride like that in a million years. Poor Roy! <laughs> I, like, I hope Roy isn't <laughs> sitting beside them, or anything. It's a And
2: then when the neon blue bike starts to edge April off, Michael starts running towards the finishing line roaring he What's better dangerous? not hurt her or i'll pull what? his bike apart pin by pin that's right now say so he's always making a fucking show of himself <laughs> oh my god also what he's doing
0: sounds more dangerous and like he will be the one to hurt her fucking tearing out onto the finish line like a dope like would you sit down oh my god
2: oh my yeah, well April wins, she's fine Michael embraces her and April says, we won and Michael says, yeah we did but I won something more important I won (sighs) back my two best friends
0: well, sure
2: I wish you didn't fuck off Michael you don't deserve either of them you absolutely don't Mm. oh my god, well that's the last we'll hear of him thank goodness <laughs> um so we cush at the Casa del Wakefield where Todd is cooking Liz a romantic meal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> apparently he's been taking absolutely ages uh, on this. But mm. uh, when they're having their, their first course, he's like watching her really eagerly. And she's like, um, yes, it's very flavorful. And Todd Uh-oh. reveals that it's his, his grandmother's recipe, apparently chicken and rice. So um, Liz has to suppress the urge to ask, was it also his grandmother's rice? Because uh, <laughs> she's like, it's got a nice crunch to
2: it. <laughs> so dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: so, Yeah. Todd's uh Todd's feast is basically a disaster. He didn't yeah. realise you had to spin the salad leaves after you rinsed them, so there's like just <laughs> soaking just
0: like wet lettuce on the plate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he put peppermint instead of vanilla in the cookies because he somehow thought it was the same basically the same thing. What is wrong with you, Todd? Have you ever oh, eaten God. food?
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bizarre turn of events, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not the best dinner, but uh as as they're kind of working through these terrible sounding cookies, there's a sudden creaking sound, and they both Uh-oh. they both turn towards the kitchen just in time to see poor Liz's shelf come crashing down from the wall.
2: <gasps> well, they decide they'll go to Castillo San Angelo together and split the bill. Uh-huh. And that's the end of that hilarious subplot. Uh-huh. Thank God. Oh. Well I guess it gave us some good neutral moment, so Well that's true. Yeah. But still. Well, when Jess arrives home, she's pleased to hear that Liz isn't continuing her DIY lifestyle because she thought Liz would be too involved in becoming a handyman to be interested <laughs> in the new pie beta pledge.
0: Yeah. So Liz is like, Oh, is this Rose? Is she gonna join? Um and Jessica kind of shakes her head. She's like, Oh, she was really reluctant at first, but Lila convinced her that a, a pie beta is the best thing to be at Sweet Valley High.
2: Oh, I thought we'd forgotten about that. I know. <laughs> it's it's back. I guess.
0: Unfortunately, the the bad version of Pi Beta is coming oh, back. Oh <laughs> yes, well,
2: don't forget you can join our good one. We'll tell you how we did. So yeah, apparently uh, Rosa was reluctant to first. So mm. hmm, who can blame her? Um, yes, and uh, I do like when Liz says people have been known to live perfectly happy lives without belonging to Pi Beta. <laughs>
3: Jesus. Yeah.
0: But uh, but yeah, Jessica is taking this very seriously and she says, you know, no matter how pretty or nice you are, it doesn't hurt to be a Pi Beta. Think of all the parties she might miss if she doesn't join. It's like everyone goes
2: to all these yes. parties all the time. She will miss absolutely nothing. Well, Liz makes jokes about, oh, she'll miss important shopping expeditions too. But Jessica says, you can joke all you want, Elizabeth Wakefield, but you know as well as I do that Pi Beta can make you or break you at Sweet Valley High.
0: Oof.
2: And that's the end of the book.
0: That's that, yes. That is apparently the girl they both loved, even though that's not what happens.
2: <laughs> can you um, read us out, please?
0: I certainly can, yes. Rose Jameson is certain to get into Pi Beta. Or is she? <gasps> Find out in Sweet Valley High number 81, Rosa's Lie. Oh,
2: there's a lot going on in this.
0: Oh boy. I don't yeah. think I've actually read this oh. one, but I know I kind of know the gist of it and I'm worried.
2: <laughs> you should be. It's gonna be good.
3: Yeah. Cool. Oh god.
0: Just
2: warning everybody in advance. Yeah. Um, so uh after that, I mean kind of gloom-ridden <laughs> ending. Do you have any stats and outfits for us, please?
0: Okay, well, the stats are a bit of a letdown, uh, <gasps> unfortunately. The blondness only got one mention, which is like hardly at all. Uh might as well be zero. Uh, and the blue-green eyes got three, which is better than one, I suppose. <laughs>
2: I mean, three, that is kind of, uh, it's kind of typical,
0: I guess. Yeah. It's kind of an average one, but, um, but yes, in terms of outfits, then we kind of have Jessica's uh, desperate scramble for something to wear to uh, to the dirt bike rally, the first one that she goes to. So she has, um she's trying to figure out what she's going to wear. She's looking at a pile of rejected outfits on the floor of the Hershey bar and thinks maybe she should try on the short white skirt again. She made a disgusted face. The white skirt made her look as though she planned to play tennis. So <laughs> apparently then she tries on a pair of flowered shorts that made her look like she was going Ooh. to a luau. <laughs> so she's um, yeah just not having a great time with all this uh, because her the magazines that she'd uh, bought all center on the bikers and uh, the ground they're sailing over but nothing about what the spectators wear so she finally decides to go for a pair of bright pink shorts and a blue t-shirt
2: uh, I mean I thought we'd get more but you know I can take it
0: you know there you go if if if, if the blindness has only got one mention we have to take our wins where we can get oh <laughs> true
2: true very good point well, listeners, what did you think of the girl they both... We, uh, they, I can't remember the name of it. The girl they both loved. <laughs> were you as enraged with Michael as we were? Are you a dirt bike racer? <laughs> you know where to find us we're at twitter at svh podcast
0: you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com
2: and of course we are on instagram at svh podcast where uh there was a there was a lot of love for murder on the line and uh um our friend of the show tracy fox was uh delighted to see that she is now a sweet valley high
0: character it's, she is canonically part of the Sweet Valley universe. Unfortunately, she's also dead. But true, sorry, it's Tracy. You can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> but a name check is always fun.
2: Well, uh, we're very glad so many of you enjoyed the OTG uh, voices in the uh, in the episode. <laughs> we we pushed ourselves to the limit, I think.
0: Well, you certainly did. You you were doing playing all the parts at one point. There, it was fantastic.
2: Well, I'm glad listeners enjoyed it. I, my voice took a few days to recover. I'm not
0: surprised. You really went for it.
2: Uh, Maisie the Bell made the good point of when Liz was with Old Riley. She said, "She goes, Liz. He's an artist. It's fine." Me, Liz. Hitler was an artist. I did take that? Oh God.
0: Being an artist is not a pass on anything. (laughs) Uh,
2: Neri Siren said, first, this was epic. The OTG was off the charts. (laughs) Second, smart with the touch of ditzy Jessica is much more fun than sociopath Jessica. Very true.
0: So true. She was very enjoyable in that book. And she was like, as I was saying in it, like she was a, a better investigative reporter than Liz.
2: Yes. Uh, Neri also points out, I bet having survived like five previous murder plots helped Jessica overcome her most recent minute of PTSD.
0: (laughs) She's an old hand at it now at this stage. (laughs)
2: Um, News from Nihon said uh, that, uh, and now I'm losing my mind because didn't reporter Seth appear in another super thriller, but like a different version of him? hmm she remembers Hmm. in jessica interning at sweet valley news and getting in trouble with the boss because she made up a story and he wrote it without doing any fact checking look dear god the state of journalism in these books i mean (laughs) you've had us there oh my god very true yeah i think he yeah somebody
0: did tell us that both him and adam maitland who was like stephen's friend who like randomly popped up for like one scene i think they were both in double jeopardy which is like the first super thriller so i'd say that one probably just lays a bit of groundwork and then Mm. they probably just Pop up, I suppose, here and there through the other super thrillers. Because again, it's not completely clear if this is all one extremely dramatic summer. Because then, I don't know, I think Murder on the Line sounded like it was the following summer. But then also, I don't know, it's very confusing. The timeline is, oh, is never no worth sense. spending too much time on, I feel like, because it never makes I sense. I mean, how many
2: summers have they had anyway? Um, by the way, a few people pointed out that Greenback was the villain in Danger Mouse. This is true. And I did think this while reading it, so I don't know why I didn't mention Baron Greenback in, uh, <laughs> while watching it. But yes, he was an evil toad Oh. Um, who uh, Danger Mouse and Penfold had to had to battle on many an occasion. <laughs> Um Maisie the Bell also said, We read Harry Potter to our baby nightly. We are on number four with Moody. I just realized last night that my Moody voice is 110% OTG. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> um we also got some great uh, sorority info from um from a listener this month, which was quite intriguing
0: oh my god yes we got an excellent email uh from jessica johnson so hi jessica and thank you so much for this amazing email uh because it was proof of a high school sorority in <gasps> coastal california because we have heard before that like high school sororities were a thing in like the 50s mm-hmm. but like again it was very unclear kind of state by state what the vibe was <laughs> and it's like they were illegal for a while it's a mess but um yeah so jessica filled us in that um her her grandmother uh when she passed away that there was this like small box tucked away with the like precious items of hers um but one of these things was a bracelet with three greek letters on it um and Her dad couldn't figure out where the bracelet was from because uh, her grandmother hadn't gone to college. uh, And he was only able to find a reference to like a businesswoman's empowerment organization founded in 2007 with those letters. So that would not have been the case. Um, But then in her old yearbooks from the early 1940s, um, Jessica was wondering if it was like a high school thing, but she found inscriptions to a fellow uh, (gasps) Zeta in this yearbook. So it turns out there was multiple sororities in this high school uh and as jessica points out it makes a kind of sense that the sweet valley teens would follow a tradition popular in the 20s to 40s because you know they all wear silk blouses like there's no other option they listen to jazz like it's the hottest new thing they talk like otg's like the evidence is stacking up in fairness and also uh she says that her grandmother was a total jessica back in the day a pretty blonde hanging out on the beach with the 20-something hot surfers when she was 14 and entirely too young to be doing that uh, also jessica says i don't know what it says about me that my my first thoughts were, I wonder if that's a high school sorority, and then finding out that it was, thinking I have to email double love about this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but we're so glad you did sure. because that was
0: such a great email and like a delightful story. So, <laughs> thank you so much for getting in touch with us because we just love any mention of like high school sororities because it still just sounds like such a made up thing. Oh
2: my god, for high
0: school, <laughs> like it still doesn't make sense, but we're always delighted to hear about them. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah well I mean there's so many things in these books that do seem kind of made up and magical to us and actually (laughs) even the cross lines in the last book Victoria Feltham uh, got in touch to say that when she and a friend were chatting on the landline when they were about 14 their line did get crossed and they heard a lady say doilies pretty doilies (laughs) we were terrified and hung up we both thought it was an old lady ghost
0: it's a very reasonable conclusion to jump to, oh, I would say. It really,
2: really is. So, so
3: freaky.
0: Fair
2: enough. Um so uh, yes, we um we did uh, uh we do we did also hear from Katie Nolan, the amazing um creator of Animal Crossing Sweet Valley. She Ooh. has a theory about the episode. She says the owner of the paper has banned coverage of anything involving the Wakefields, instantly ruining the ability to cover anything with parking construction and city council meetings. <laughs> that would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, listeners, if, uh, if you want to get in touch, as we you know, you know where to find us. And if you would like to join us, every week you can join pi beta alpha not the type that type that make you go to parties and do pledges but the type you can join by signing up to headstuff plus yeah so
0: if you head over to headstuffpodcast.com you can sign up to support the show and all this ridiculousness and uh yeah so it's as little as five euros a month and uh it's it, it's brilliant because you get weekly doses of sweet valley craziness so you get access to all our bonus content which is our Pi Beta the alpha se- uh, bonus series uh where we're recapping the tv show series and it's such good crack like and we're oh really it's kicking off we're in the middle of like the kidnapped three oh. episode arc it's very exciting
2: oh yeah three episodes there's, I think th- there's going to be a double kidnapping. Like they're expanding the <laughs> kidnapping universe. It is amazing. It's so
0: good. Like they've actually kind of at this stage, I think episodes one and two kind of cover the regular book part of kidnapping and then for the third episode they've just been like right fuck it let's just run with oh. this lads and it's going off book it's exciting we don't know what the hell is going to happen but we're excited.
2: We don't and we have a a lot of fun with our Pi Beta Alpha sisters there are a lot of very entertaining comments and uh, responses <laughs> so if you would like to join the sorority you can do so by signing up to Head Stuff Plus at headstuffpodcasts.com and then you will never have to go longer than a week without some Sweet Valley nonsense and even if you have never watched the TV programme, perhaps you think you have no interest in it. We didn't really think we had any interest in it before we started doing this bonus podcast series now (laughs) we're frankly obsessed Honestly like we kind of started off thinking oh this will be fun we'll just kind of take the piss
0: out of it and now we're genuinely invested oh in my like God. everyone in this show we have our favorites in the show we have people we want to see more of yep. like we're we're deep into <laughs> it and it surprised us i think how uh, how much we're enjoying it but it is actually a great time it
2: really is and uh, if you want to watch along with us the episodes are all on youtube mm. so uh, yeah we are uh, we've only got two episodes left of the first series to go um, but of course we will be continuing after that and Hmm. uh, we're having a a great old time and we will see our Pi Beta Alpha sisters in the Pi Beta Clubhouse, whereas we're calling it at the moment Carl the Orderly Shack (laughs) Yes indeed We'll see them there last week or next, last week? We saw them there (laughs) last week, we'll see them again next week (laughs) but we will see you all right here in two weeks time when we find out consequences of rose's lie oh my god see you then everybody thanks for listening bye
3: this
0: show is part of the headstuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with headstuff and the podcast studios dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com